0: Yes, hello, I am James Rowland, and today it's Dubbing our 435 it's NXT Update, and I am not alone, I have a pleasure to be joined by our resident NXT expert, it's Monty, how you doing man?
1: Uh, happy to be back, happy to be back for another NXT Update, it's been a while, uh, we, a lot has happened, but <laughs> I'm excited to do this again, you know, uh, I don't know what it is about these shows, but...
0: You know, here we
1: are again, James, having a, a mountain load of not only wrestling, but news.
0: <laughs> Any time a massive news story happens around wrestling, people will say, oh, I'm Monty and James in a pod at the weekend, because it almost seems certain. And, and honestly, I mean, <laughs> we've been doing this together for what, at like two years, maybe two and a half, say, we, we'll, you know, we'll have a yeah. people will tell me. And you know, I did that with Dan for, you know, five years. And it was quite boring, you know, in a way. Like <laughs> the wrestling was I there, know what you mean. but like I think the biggest news story is like, oh, here's the mixed Max challenge. Here's the CWC. <laughs> here's the Mae Young Classic. Oh, look, AEW has started. And then for some reason, <laughs> it's just. I don't
1: get it either, <laughs> just... <laughs> We
0: we've seen the you end. You can
1: anything now, just. <laughs> Yeah, punk comes back. Uh, you know, uh, I, I We can keep going forever. Just the amount, the amount of just insane stuff that's happened just since we. Been doing this, so I don't know what it is. We're like a lethal combination. Maybe wrestling fans should be thanking us. I don't don't know because some of it is a lot of it is negative, but we have some good things too that's happened since we've been here. But
0: we've we've, we've had hundreds of hundreds of wrestlers be released on our watch. We've had (laughs) the black and gold brand end 205 live died. You know, oh, yeah, lots of things that have kind of happened. And like I said, a massive news week regarding NXT UK. But we have our regular update. And of course, NXT Heatwave. But we start on the latest on the WWE Network, which is the Broken Skull Sessions with Sami Zayn, uh, of course, with Stone Cold. And with this, I kind of sit back, relax, enjoy, and just watch because it's just, it's something about Stone Cold. And I find myself even making notes praising stone cold more than the actual guests <laughs> You imagine? because even the way he like <laughs> turns a bit of paper i don't know if anybody ever noticed how he does that just so he just picks it up and just moves it while still talking uh but it is sammy Zayn, and of course <laughs> like we talk about 20 year vet 38 years old he was but luckily austin likes the jackass match at wrestlemania and sammy here it's weird how some wrestlers think. He says, if you don't like it, you're stupid. And that's the end of the argument. You can't. <laughs> you <know. laughs> what can you do about that? Oh, he, he was ready to defend this
1: match, too, by the way. Like, any, any, any state like label, like, you do call it a comedy match or any of that. Like, no, uh uh-uh. This was wrestling at its finest. And uh, he made some really good points, too. Like, even made me look at the match a little bit differently. Uh, from some of the uh, points he made, especially when they started to go over the films.
0: Well, the thing I love about it is you know, like, talk about the beats of the match. You know, maybe yeah, saying so exactly realizing, kind of digging in deep to it and seeing the kind of what they do. Um, Sammy talked about growing up in Canada. Uh, Steve <laughs> McFly was his first name, and Austin was great when Sammy said to him, "I came up on a, on a, on a day," and Austin's like, "Yeah, no shit." you it's know? <laughs> <So> actually. <laughs> Steve- <laughs> would not help. And Zane, I mean, talk about keeping the gimmick, will not admit to being El Generico. Yes, never. That guy. He's that
1: guy. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. He's consistent with it, though. I love it. Like, keep those... Persona separate. He never like Austin continued to try to talk to him about wrestling with a mask. On. And you can just, you can tell he was trying to find a way to answer it without trying to fully say that he was the one. Eventually he had to, you know, talk about facial expressions with the mask and with it off. But yeah, man, I love it. I, El Generico, the many years under that mask it was really when he first came on my radar. I didn't know he was going to be Sami Zayn or what he ended up becoming, you know, and how important he was. Uh, but uh, yeah, El Generico is always a good time, and he is—he
0: will never
1: admit. <laughs> like it's just—it's been like that for a long time with Sammy.
0: <laughs> but like you said, though, talk about the facial expressions and in the art of body expression, which is different to kind of the facials mm-hmm. and what Sammy kind of had to learn. And like I said, he first El Generico first came onto my kind of cloth cl- scene, so to speak, against uh, Kevin Steen, and we saw the picture yes. of them. Um, I mean, their the, the physiques, <laughs> screaming WWE superstar, you know, and it's it's crazy to think that those two guys would make it, you know. Uh,
1: I agree a hundred percent. Like they, Austin and they had a laugh looking at them and thinking about just like how far they've come. Because that's another thing you can look at in that uh, in the you know shot, and also like we mentioned, we know how. WWE was changing and all that it shows how uh, much experience. Cause like you mentioned, they, they had Sam Sammy, and you. uh Sammy got into it on the show. He traveled all around the world to, to, to wrestle anywhere he could anytime he could. So uh, him and Kevin Owens from day one had, and I love, I love this. He mentioned that they had similar, instead of like mentioning WWE as a dream, it was always a goal for him mm-hmm. and Kevin. So, uh, I love that because it really is. It can be as simple as that, you know. A dream is something that usually is something we we want, or something that is usually never comes true in a lot of cases. But a goal, you can always work to achieve that. So it was, I I just love that 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 little insight into their thought process and just how much a uh, common bond over wrestling has brought has kept them together over these years too. So yeah, it was it was great though. It's a great sh- shout out to look at that photo and see. Uh, where they were versus the the two great characters they've become, especially off that great WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, without without a doubt, like I said, you see the connection kind of getting on with each other right from that moment, and like I said, having it there and ready to go, and it just kind of seems to like the the way they kind of stuck together throughout the whole crew. And we're going to get onto that as well. But another interesting thing was they're talking yeah. how to make it. Well, you know you've got to go to Mexico, you've got to go to Japan, mm-hmm. you've got to kind of go to Europe. It's, you know, ECW, W and then eventually WWE, which is kind of wise how I thought a wrestler, a proper wrestler, you know, mm-hmm. gets into the business as well, you know. And he talks about, with WWE not even being on his radar, but getting a call from Jamie Noble about some Cruiserweight <laughs> thing in 2006. And then again, in 2011, another Cruiserweight thing. Um <laughs> But again, the head of talent, or who was there at NXT at the time, Canyon Seaman, has got probably the greatest name in professional wrestling. It uh, <laughs> <he was> like, <laughs> excuse me, he was Seaman's first signing. And then he talks about his FCW tryout, um, about wanting to go in and then basically smash it, talking about having Regal Ooh. as a mentor with uh, Joey Mercury as well, how Triple H was there. Uh, Terry Taylor was his wrestling dad. Terry Taylor. What I found interesting is because Austin was saying, "Oh, you were in NXT then," and he was saying, "No, we kind of made the Mm change because it was like we made it." Yeah, rigid and developmental, and then kind of the matches with Cesaro blossomed into what we know.
1: It's a hundred percent the truth too. Like if you were watching at the time and And I remember those just when NXT was just basically developmental it, it, you know, it kind of it evolved from the reality show days into you know just like like he mentioned, very, very structured, a certain type of style was seen even from. Like, especially, like, specifically, I think a lot of people uh, think about how Paige and Emma changed the game in the women's division. I think you could say the same when it comes to what Cesaro and Sammy was able to do in their match in NXT, which kind of, like, like he even mentioned, opened the floodgates for everyone to be creative in the ring. I think Paige and Emma's their match was groundbreaking for women to, allow, you know, to be able to do that. And I think is right on the money. He was definitely, him and Cesaro definitely changed the game. With that, because he's right. You can go back to before that match and see what NXT was. And then you look at it after it It was a whole new world. And uh, I was someone who at the time, uh, you know, and not even just then I've been when I when the WWE Network first came out and NXT was one of those, you know, regular programming that they were pushing. I was one of the people who would go back because they have the whole, and they had, I don't know, they probably still do have the entire history of NXT on there. And I went back because I was a mark for Bo Dallas. I, I tell, you, tell you that all the time, James. I like <laughs> Bo Dallas. And Bo Dallas's best run was uh usually like in that era around the time when Sammy and Cesaro had that match. I mean, he may have been the champion or was just about to lose the championship that night to Neville, I think. I mm-hmm. think that's around the same time, but I could be missing. It. The point is, <laughs> that changed the game, and uh, he was he was right on the money. I loved him correcting uh, Austin there because, uh, you know, like you said, he didn't want to toot his own horn, but I don't know if Sammy and Cesaro get enough credit for kind of setting the stage for what Gargano and Chopper and what other people were ready to do. He even mentioned that they kind of build on top of what they had already created. Yeah,
0: and I like the fact they mentioned Cesaro, I and mean, we're going to see him mention Neville, and and it's like you said, it's really weird talking about because – UK didn't get the network until twenty fifteen and NXT was kinda of one of the main ah, yeah, yeah. I started the podcast and it was it was thanks to like Cesaro and Zane and the Owens uh, kind of feud that had just started mm-hmm. course, the introduction of Balor, which was then NXT update or Joe Watch as it was, started beginning <laughs> we wouldn't be reviewing it today if it wasn't like you said for these incredible matches, right? Um, we get footage of promo class and Sammy finding his voice. How good looking! To, I think even Austin mentioned it, like saying it like a boy band. <laughs> Just like... Yeah,
1: people forget, man. You know, he's he looks so different now because he's so wild and bushy now. You know, but uh, <laughs> yes, he actually did. You know, you know, give him, give him a little haircut, trim him the beard. He's a good-looking kid under
0: there.
1: I think that's what
0: Austin was saying. <laughs> good-looking kid. But again, Zane kind of believing in his character and saying, I, I don't want to be kind of good-looking. I try and make myself ugly, you know, like growing my beard and my hair. Yeah. Because, you know, you're meant to kind of be this hill. Um, and he talks about the promo he did with Neville called Slapping Neville. He couldn't win the big one. This was, again, yes. you know, we talk about the love of the storyline. Zane could never win the big one. You know, Neville there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Undertaker was backstage and watching Zane and, and was praising him, you know, and saying, These guys are money. <laughs> I don't know if it was, if it was out of where. They sold and... T- some <laughs> effing tickets. Yeah, that some fucking things. But no that one was the But Kevin Owens was the only one. And then take Hey guys, they sold some tickets. And then everybody obviously popped. Um, and, and then again, the beauty of NXT storytelling, and this is kind of how great it was back in the day. You've seen with Zane won the big one, beat Neville for the title. Kevin Owens, who debuted that night, his best friend, turned to them and then that kind of started (laughs) that whole feud as well, you know. Right. They they kind of touch it on NXT but come back to it uh, later on. We talk about his debut on Raw. He talks about Bret Hart being the greatest wrestler of all time and obviously, you know, being a Canadian and announcing uh, he got injured and seeing him injured on the entrance... As he goes up the stairs and he's just shoulder, I mean, it's just—it's one of these things. It's just freak accident, you know. Um, and it could have yeah. really affected him, but to go have a Cena and pull out that match it was just brilliant.
1: Yeah, man, I—I I, I never forget that moment. Again, this is one of those broken uh, score challenges that is—it's it's like the, the same way I love some of the older older hits being on there with Austin because of the great stories. I love seeing some people on the current roster, especially someone like Sammy, who we've all been on a journey with for a while now, you know, a good eight years. And if you've been watching since he started, you know, even longer than that. So, you know, and I remember that match against Cena and just the the pop he got and just how special that moment was as a viewer. So to hear uh, what he had to go through and how he, you know, fought through that to 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 give uh, himself and everyone, I think, who watched a special moment, uh, especially in uh, in Canada. It was just awesome. It was awesome. I'll never forget that night because uh, it was a genuine shock, not only to see him there, but, like, again, it's just the energy. but just like the Dolph Ziggler cast, and we talk about it all the time, pop. It's just one of the greatest pops ever, and I think that might be one of those forgotten, uh, you know, nights where it was just... They were rocking.
0: <laughs> well, without a doubt. That, and said... Looking back at Zayn's career, you realise just kinda of how many bangers he's actually had versus Nakamura at takeover where Zayn went back down to NXT and then kinda of did the honors even talk about I mean Nakamura at that point in time is just like we said, it was incredible. And then the match against uh, Owens at Battleground twenty sixteen, which you could tell how proud kind of Sami Zayn was of that moment. Uh yes. But yeah. what, what I find weird is kind of what happened since then when you think about he was Nakamura's manager for a little bit and it just you completely forget mm-hmm. about it now. Um, you know, the, of course, the conspiracy <laughs> where it kind of picked up with the documentary that never got released that he did actually want to be released. And um, Sammy always talks <laughs> about not wanting to be well champion, you know, doing other jobs on the card. And, you know, he's not going to be... Fighting Brock or Reigns, but as Austin says to him, he's a 5 tall player. It's not about size. Sometimes, you know, you can work heel a different time. and Sammy then even admits, he would like to be world champion at least once. So it's good right. that he's kind of got goals. Uh, before we talk about Sammy, the funny one of my funny stories was to talk about WrestleMania, and of course they wrestled on the same night. Um, with Owen uh, and Austin and May event, Zane says, he mm-hmm. was backstage, he sees Stone Cold, and he's just pacing back and forth, and he's going, I'm not going to go there, and Austin said, a couple of people tried, and it wasn't successful. <laughs> I just <imagine. laughs> Someone going up to, excuse me, uh, Mr. Austin, sir, as he's getting ready. Um, but for Sammy, it, I think for me, it showed me kind of his pride in his work, you know, and it's weird but yes. when Austin says you're not even hit your prime yet when you're thirty eight. Hopefully, you know, there's a few years ahead of him. So what do you think of it overall anyway?
1: Yeah, this was awesome. I, I really enjoyed, it. like I mentioned, uh
0: being since I've been someone who's been
1: able to watch a lot of this and see what uh he what he how he and like you said, get his viewpoint. Because a lot of times as fans, we look at stuff and we see, oh, that's just bad creative. Uh, they don't care about Sammy. You know, he, he's always going to lose, whatever, whatever, whatever. And you get so wrapped up in that, you don't realize that even the little things or every all the little effort that Sammy would put into something, even if he doesn't get his hand raised or whatever and all that type of stuff. And like you said, to hear his humility, the humility to see. Uh, my favorite part also about WrestleMania 38 to mention is that I it was almost word for word what I told you guys. I said, Kevin. Owens was a made man, and I and, I, and I also said after you know watching what him and Sammy was able to do, I know they were on the emotional high. Well, they both, you know, at least according to Sammy, admitted that they don't have to do much else to you know, and they were like that's why he defended his match, you know, and he and like Kevin was felt like a made man, like like he don't have to do anything, or they don't have to win any other championship. They always have WrestleMania 38, and I'm glad that it was a special to them as it was to us, you know, who got a chance to view it, because they both absolutely tore it up. Like you said, Sammy working with someone who's not even doing used to doing this full-time, and Kevin getting this moment with one of the greats. So, again, you know, we I think no matter what happens with Kevin and Sammy going forward, uh they will always be synonymous. And I do think that now, since we know, and I don't know if this was going on while this was being taped, I'm pretty sure probably Vince was still floating around, or we they didn't, probably didn't know where, what direction we were going in. But now with Triple H, possibly at the helm, Sami Zayn becoming world champion or being in a position to be uh, a top contender might not be as far away as some people would think because, again, you know, Hunter is, like, he mentioned it. Hunter was one of the people that's always been in his corner, and we can already see a difference in the way Kevin Owens has been portrayed just in the few weeks that Hunter has been uh, booking. So, uh, you know, uh, big things are coming for Sammy, but I really enjoyed this episode. Because like you said, it was great to get that insight to someone like Sammy who sometimes go on the radar, like you said, just for how good he routinely is. Yeah. So this was this was good good stuff
0: for me, man, good stuff. I think without a doubt, it's always, always good. It would be good to see Kevin Owens on there, you know, but obviously they've got to kind of work the feud at the moment. But I, I appreciate WWE looking at recent history because it seems like you know the amount of legends and people stories that we kind of know about. You know, and yes, we might know a little bit about some because we're fans ourselves. But like a bigger audience, and it would be interesting to see people. Some like the Miz talk about how we had to deal with kind of backstage politics when yes. we first joined. You know, trying to delve it into right. that kind of thing would be quite interesting. You go like, you know, we can go back on the network, and this is since you know the podcast been around as well, so there's memories of that. And I think it's quite a good thing. Like I said, overall package is excellent. The next one on broken Golf Sessions is Charlotte. So as long as we don't tell Jaxie, we should be fine.
1: <laughs> oh, man, I've heard some tea leaves and uh, the, the Becky Lynch fans are already clamoring.
0: <laughs> oh, my word. Yes. Yeah, so so we
1: we'll, I can't wait to talk about that one. We'll see.
0: we'll we'll move on to quick news before we get to NXT UK because the future of NXT UK has been a source of much speculation uh, since WWE have kind of released as many talents as they can. I mean, we've been worried every week, I think, about NXT UK when it comes around. Um, But one of the news stories that we got, uh, which happened at the start of August, was the fact that BT Sports Studios weren't going to show or the next two sets of televisions were cancelled at BT Sports Studios, they said they had to be used for the football coverage. But then again, that happened last year. Um, And at the moment, talent are a little bit unworried and there's uneasiness going on. But at the moment in time, it is just a rumour, Monty. So we're going to leave it there because obviously everything is fine. So we're going to get on with UK, and we'll start July (laughs) 28th. Nigel McGuinness and Annie Shepard welcome us to BT Sports Studio for our first of four episodes. And we kick things off with a bang. We NXT UK titles online, Josh Briggs, Brooks Jensen versus Mark Andrews, and Wild Boar. Um and we see Briggs and Jensen called their small opponents in the early goings. And when they went to the world well later, they apparently prepared Andrews caught Jensen with a stun Dog Millionaire on the way down to the mat making a tag to boar who unleashed a series of menacing strikes and just got tagged back in nearly won it with a stun dog millionaire to briggs but briggs dodged full to pieces and tagged in jensen and then they hit their awkward high low combination finisher for the win the team shook hands following the match um but the, at least they're defending the title so hopefully the rain won't last long um Andrews always deserves more, as I say. Wild well but always losing. One of the things I did like on commentary... Uh, first of all, what do you think of the match throughout me continue talking? Because uh, it wasn't too bad, was it? Okay.
1: Uh, no, no, no. no. Like you said, I was actually impressed, uh, uh, honestly, a, a little bit. But uh, I wouldn't... Because I'm not usually interested much in what Jensen and Breeze do. But... Uh, you know, it even even as champs, I'm really not that into the. But seeing them uh, against board and Andrews in this match really illuminated the size difference to me. <laughs> and it played a major factor. They made the big guys look really strong to me. So I thought it ended up being solid stuff from both teams. You know, even with, uh, like you said, Andrews deserving more and fighting from the bottom. But he's always been good at that. So I didn't have a problem with the match. I thought it was still solid stuff. But, uh, yeah, man, you really got to see <laughs> the difference in their size uh, at the points in this match.
0: <laughs> I do hate Legormless Jensen. There's no doubt about that. But Nigel, I don't know if he was un- unleashed on commentary a little bit, but they're talking about Clash right. at the Castle course, which is the first uh, WWE, uh, UK stadium show since some Night 2. Mm-hmm. And Nigel mentioned being a fan at the event with Warrior face paint on, which I thought was nice. Then he went a bit too far. Nice. To he mentioned Jensen's fist injury uh, might be from being single rather than anything else uh, that has happened. <laughs> so <Shut up>. yeah. <laughs> it's We're Nigel. Gone. It's Nigel. What can you do? <laughs> um, after running on Trent Seven last week, Bate was backstage in Grand la Cabra. Camera even. He said he would loved Seven like a brother, but now he's coming to get him. We saw a press conference with NXT UK Women's Champion Miko Setmora and the next challenger, Saree. They spoke in Japanese and Sarai said in English she was the sun and Satmore was the sunset. Satmore said no one could beat her. They posed for a photo and Satmore stared at Sarai, which flustered her. And it's just so subtle, but I fucking loved it. Yeah, it's something so easy for Bills and excitement for the match. Yeah. Um, Obviously, little did we know. But, Monty, we're going to play a little game. We're going to pretend we don't know what's happened. Okay, got so at you. At this
1: moment in time, we are I, living. I got you because I, I legitimately did know when I watched it.
0: So, <laughs> I, I got you. <laughs> so, at the moment, we cannot wait for Satomore and Saray. And they are built up really well at this moment in time. Uh, we then get Blair Davenport versus Amel. Amel completely overwhelmed Davenport at the start. But Davenport showed a vicious side as he went to the ringside, evading the kick and grabbing a male by the hair and throwing her back first into the floor. Davenport appeared to re aggravate a proves injured leg. The French hope nearly scored a win with a pitch perfect bulldog, but Davenport regrouped count with an unforgiving boot to face, followed by a falcon arrow. But don't piss off a Mel. it's a great trait to have as a face, have that kind of heat and uh, anger with you. But I think Blair might need right. to find a groove again.
1: Yeah, I agree. You know, this was you know, uh, wasn't anything special here. Uh, probably, I was happy this was able to ha- uh, happen because, like you, I like you know, I really like a male, and I, I'm a fan of both ladies in this case. But and you make a really good point about her fire—that's just that that like you said it's really really good when a, a someone who's supposed to be the French hope and they have a mean streak too. A baby face, like you said, with a mean streak, always uh, works. So I agree with that. But, again, this is a great way for Davenport to kind of reestablish herself, especially as a contender. But I agree with you. It was kind of off a little bit at times, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't, like, uh, horrible or anything. I thought uh, this ended up being a satisfactory result. Uh, But, like I said, I'm really looking forward to this going into it because, again, I'm uh, a fan of both
0: of them. When we see Oliver Carter was at the Familiar's dinner table and did a voiceover with a German accent. He then switched his own accent started upsetting the table decoration and wrote a letter to the Familiar and told him Rohan Raja was next. We saw people still cashing in their bets with Shah. As he had no money left, Samuels paid people with shoes and various track jackets. He was just and half naked by the end. But how many jackets... Can that man have on his fucking <coughs> yeah, It's pretty impressive. Full <laughs> credit to Charles. Um, it really cracked me up. man. It's just good, good stuff. And the main event, NXT UK Championship, Dragonoff versus Wolfgang. And uh, Wolfgang received a rough welcoming for Dragonoff, who uh, took him down with early side, headlocked takedown. But looked like he uh, appeared to injure his back just a few minutes later, and it played him throughout the match, often writhing in agony, especially when he hit the ropes at one point. looked like he was going to be dumb. Uh, Wolfgang Chuck dragged off in the air, blasted with a knee to the back of the way down for a two. Dragoloff stung the hard, charging challenger with a knee, plaited him back first with a slam, and then landed the torpedo to get the victory. And after the bell, Dragon to help Wolfgang back to his feet. Wolfgang points to the UK title and see him offer the champion some words of encouragement before shaking his hands. But can I just say what a fucking match.
1: <laughs> Man, amazing.
0: Another one too, you
1: know, the, basically the seventh out of seven. <laughs> amazing title matches in this guys in Dragon off reign. Uh, you know, uh this was a hell of a fight. I agree. Uh, it's the best I've seen of Wolfie probably since I started reviewing this, uh, honestly, even though I think he's done – he's, you know, really, really good too. So uh, Dragunov pulled uh, the best out of uh, another challenger, and it was just another physical uh, contest. And, again, I'm not a wrestling coach, but if I was a part of my camera role of trying to teach students how to sell – he dragging off has to be a part of that, man, because, like you said, the back, he was in pure agony. At least that's the way he sold it. I don't know, you know, of course, uh, I, you know, knowing more, having more information now, I know that he was, you know, wounded legitimately, but I don't, you know, the back, though, the way he sold every, like you said, the running the ropes, anything he did, and just consistently, hell, I can go back to the Jordan Devon stuff, uh and I, I thought his selling and like especially like the empty arena was just on another level. So uh anyway, he, he's so intense. They gave it their all. This is just a great example of this drag of what Dragon Off, you know, uh was and is as NXT UK champion. So I love this man.
0: Well match. I was about to say, like you said, his selling on the back was like H uh, Shawn Michaels esque. You know, it's like yeah, it, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can you can feel every move he does. It's like there is no audience because he's kind of you're you're just connected to the kind of screaming and everything else <laughs> that he's done. Yeah. and and I don't know if it's just because he's a smaller guy, but again, busting someone else's nose. Uh, this time Wolfie, you know, oh, you think you're a big man, dear? Right <laughs> some great near falls. But how do you think idiot had done as champion? He's he's closed in. He didn't close in on a full year, three hundred and forty days. He had seven title defenses yeah. how do you think he did as nxt uk champion
1: i believe match by match you know uh, if you just take the matches for what they were you can put his title defenses up against anyone like i have been like these were some of the best and just like all the classes, the dragon all stuff you know of course beating uh, walter or at the time gunther at, at, you know anyway to get the belt, you know, was one of the greatest moments of last year. And uh, just, I think, then he had one bad news? I think he had a match with bad news. He had a, a lot of them spread out. So uh, Nathan Frazier was a, was a yeah. good one, if I remember. So, again, he's dragging off match by match for his defenses. Has had an incredible run. I don't know if I would, you know, it's hard to compare to Gunther. It's really, really tough. And Pete Dunne again, very, very tough to compare. But I really think he's. if you go off what he did, his match quality, he was an awesome uh, NXT uh, UK
0: champion. And
1: uh, I can't wait for him to come back, honestly.
0: Yeah, and I think, Already. I think you make an excellent <laughs> point because the thing with like Volta's reign as champion was just so kind of story it's, it's Roman Reigns-esque. And I don't think anybody is going to touch yeah. that again. Pete Down again, so special. But when you look at eyes, you know, he's... His victories, or his matches against Volta, yeah, you can look at Volta's title reign, but they were kind of twenty 2020, twenty 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 one match of the years. Yeah, exactly. You know? and so, exactly. and for promotion and for NXT UK, as we said, who doesn't kind of get the limelight and whether it is? Like here, he doesn't believe that, you know. And you can tell with the roster; we're going to yeah. go into this in more detail <laughs> later. But every single guy and every single girl roster believes in themselves and gives a hundred percent. And that's where you get the best product irrespective of people watching or not, you know,
1: I agree. And then and, and literally like whether it was people in the arenas with them, they were going, you know, very, very hard with them, all the empty arena mm-hmm. stuff they had to go through over the last year or so. So, or the last few years. So yeah, man, I, I agree a hundred percent. NXT uh, UK and with Dragon All us, as champion, uh, I still think like I said it's hard. it's really tough. That that just shows how strong the lineage is uh with the UK uh UK championship as far as range, but I don't know. I don't I don't think I have a problem with like sliding him right uh between maybe Bade and Dunn or something maybe in exactly. the ranking <laughs> of uh
0: <laughs> It's difficult you know? though because exactly, yeah, it is for argument's sake, but it just it's, it's tough though. They all fit there's not one there's no Briggs and Jensen in that list, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, so we do August 4th and we did start with a shock with a year dragging off relinquishing the NXT UK Championship after suffering a severe ankle injury against Wolfgang. Now, Monty, I know we had crutches and everything like this, but I still believe, as we talk about, that I don't know how serious this injury is, especially with all the news that we had in recent times to to bookend it. With Tyler Bate, I think it might have made more sense. But, again, I'm getting kind of ahead of myself. But it just seemed a bit, you know, oh, this is a bit of a coincidence. You <laughs> know, that... <laughs> four weeks before it happens. But, anyway, he came down, and he was emotional. He said he suffered an ankle injury. He said the brand has only had fighting champions. He sees a bit of himself laying around the canvas, and tell anyone they can endure any pain and still win. He vowed to come back as a better man and promised he'd be assessed with getting back the title, then left it in the middle of the squared circle and received a stand ovation as he took his leave. And Johnny Saint and Sid Scala didn't even wait to announce that a new champion would be determined in a Superstar (laughs) Tournament. Um, It's a damn shame, you know. I mean, I talk about the rumours, but... I just put, I put it here on the note. I can't lose anybody else, Monty. Little did I fucking know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know. Did <laughs> oh, my goodness. The storm was on the horizon.
0: A right second, behind you. Second week. And I'm just... do do, 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 do. Well, that's the worst thing that's going to happen this month. You know. And just move on. Uh, regardless. Chase, you... We did see them going to London. And it must have been the time difference because we right. didn't see. I don't know what else explanation. Um, we see Andre Chase encourage Booty Hayward to give Samuels a pep talk, but the East End bookie was not amused. He berated him and told him he still had trunks and boots. <laughs> Shah, if you still got like, boots, why are you not wearing them? <laughs> why? Why? why can't be? Just I'm
1: just saying. Oh
0: my <laughs> Makes sense. Um, we then see Johnny Saint uh approach backstage and ask vacant title. We'd like we talk about eight man, uh, and we'll be able to crown the people later to see who would depend. Uh, one of the matches, Oliver Carter versus Ivan Raja, we're looking at very very closely. With Carter bringing a fight to Raja, blitzing with several right hands, but having to deal with constant interference from Tierman and Charlie Dempsey. And D. Have, uh as we've seen before, it looked like it was going to be done. But we saw um, Carter hitting a crossbody uh, with cracking Raja with spinning heel kicks. So I lost my train of thought there in the corner to get the win. And after Defamilia beating him down, punch rate right by Dempsey with a, a half Boston Crab. Um, it was a good match, but I think the finish was off positionally. Um, but again, interesting yeah. thing to say. Um, but Car again, there's something about Carter that I quite like.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, he shows great heart, and the timing in the ring, and a lot of his moves are really good. I think he has potential of to do great things. Uh, this match's quality was more of what I've come to expect from NXT UK TV. So I thought, you know, textbook it went exactly how I thought it would. Uh except really uh Carter getting the advantage over the, you know over the entire team for me pretty much. Uh and uh you know, I must admit, in their vignettes, they come off as way more <laughs> uh intimidating and badass than they than they are when they in especially in this particular situation with it being three on one. But this was still solid. You know, Carter uh, pulling off the victory
0: uh, was not bad at all. I know you're a Bo fan. so These are kind of the social outcasts of NXT UK with the level of success that they've had, I suppose. Uh, Fia (laughs) Hale was backstage. Uh, We talked about why she went to chase you. Eliza Alexander walked in and told her she went to the school of hard knocks. She said she was sick of Americans coming over. (laughs) you and me both, <laughs> and take an opportunity somehow. <laughs> she challenged Hale to a match and went off, which greatly upset Hale, but Alexander will smash her. Uh, D familiar walking backstage, Sam Gradwell uh, walked up and said Tiaman needed his men as backup and said he would take Tierman out, faced off in a alone. Sam, wrong place, wrong time. Uh, <laughs> Charles Samuels versus Booty Haywards. Samuels came out, uh, raggedy grimy clothes was begging fans for money with his hat <laughs> which again <laughs> uh, it's just sure come on man you're brilliant and uh, putting booty off with his body odour it looked like Hayward was closing on victory uh, when he hit him with a power slam and some chop blocks and a standing splash Samuels whoever evaded the hard charge and Hayward blasted him with a decisive spine buster and suddenly exuberant competitor even hugged the official after a free count, I mean, Shaw is gold. His arc is great right now, and it's just again. I don't. I'm, I'm going to be more pessimistic later, but God damn it, we want to see Shaw make it again.
1: But I agree.
0: And I, I agree. don't know about you, God but I don't hate Bodie as much as maybe I should. But I think Shaw is the perfect training partner. <laughs> I agree. I agree.
1: I, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm big on Andre Chase. I, I haven't really. I'm with you. I was warming. I'm trying to figure out Bodie, but, uh, you know, he he's, he, has, he hasn't annoyed me too much. And in the ring, like you said, I think he, he has room to improve, but he showed a decent enough foundation here, so I had no problem with it. But, uh, yeah, man, <laughs> shot, man. <laughs> just the, the way he looked and, like, the dirty, tank, the dirty t-shirt and just the gear, the mismatch, the, everything, every little detail. <laughs> It was just funny, uh, and he's lost everything. And I know he's my guy, no dog, uh, you know, great corner man, but I could not stop laughing watching him in this situation. Him being in need of a shower popped me because it was one of those things I always wondered. Uh, I was always hoping, I'm like, I'm, ho- I'm I'm hopeful that all the wrestlers make sure they shower in these situations before their matches. So you don't want to put people in compromising position with body odor, but uh, you know. I love that, too. But I was just too busy laughing at, laughing at this match to really even grade it the way. But his <laughs> celebration was gold, man. His celebration <laughs> for winning was just perfect. So uh, I, I love this. I just had a good time with this one.
0: <laughs> well, we see Oliver Carter coming out of the doctor's room and says Scala is uh, uh, still going around trying to find people for the tournament. And says Carter will be ready, but he has to wrestle next week. <laughs> Bit of a dick move, Sid. Uh, but the bracket for the LX UK <laughs> championship tournament is the left side of the bracket, Oliver Carter versus Charlie Dempsey, Wolfgang versus Trent Seven. And on the right side, we've got Tyler Bite versus Kenny Williams, and Joe Coffey versus Mark Andrews. Um, doesn't look too bad that tournament. Of course, we all started this off back in 2017 with the very first tournament for the UK championship. Uh, and then this thing really, really annoyed me, because we were supposed to have Mika Satomura defending against Saray, uh, but Blair Davenport came out and said Satomura and Saray were experiencing some difficulties, but they didn't even... Well, I, I looked into this. They didn't even tape this match at the previous set of oh, tapings. Yeah. So they, they didn't... They, ha- they had all this set up and then didn't deliver. Um, why advertise it? We see Davenport hit the square circle... Uh, talking <sighs> about I think that went Ooh. wrong um, since Sculler then an attempted to come out we're joined by a male Eliza Alexander and Lila Dawn, who all state their claim Sculler ruled that Dawn and Danforth would immediately have a match why those two I don't know um, <laughs> Why well, I do yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly what two of them uh, we see the Norma Tenniship match, but a spirit with Slugface ensued, but Alexander yanked Dawn out the ring, while the White Witch covered Davenport, Sparkle and Wild Brawl between Davenport and Mel, Dawn and Alexander. Officials did Ugh. their best, uh, but, you know, what the fuck was going on with the show today? I, I'm just hoping, again, it was just a crossover of episodes, but it just didn't seem that they cared there was a, a real jump yeah. up from what happened. And again, if it's just a crossover of taping with taping, it's fine. But I watch Impact, and, and they do it really well. So there's kind of no excuse with W yeah. production value, you know? It's not it's it's not uh, as bad as NXT. No, 5, it's know, not. But it's getting there. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, this was bad. This was just unspeakably bad, man. You know, the baiting Switch... T- the baiting Switch is bad enough, but I've been... Uh, a WWE fan long enough to know that they believe it's card subject to change, so whatever. Uh, but not even showing a video or something of one of Mako or whatever being... T- and I understand there's probably difficulties with that, with the tapings and all of that stuff going on, but like not being able to edit any type of better type of excuse for why both people that was going to be in this pr- promoted main event could not be here was really annoying also. I was confused because I just had way more questions than answers w- with the segment. Because uh, even though I saw Eliza earlier, I was like, "Where the hell is Zaya?" <laughs> and then, because like I like, am I missing something? I didn't even remember she was. I didn't know like when did Alexander admit that she wanted to be a title contender? Like, and then I was you know I didn't mind the in- the encounter with Isla and Blair because like we both talked about being impressed with that work and especially with what I have been doing. Uh, but the no contest was old, and, and, you know, with the impromptu whole setup just made me wish for the title match I was promised at the end of the day. And uh, the the interference made sense, but all of that could have been better executed, you know. So uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm with you. I was very, very confused and just, you know, aggravated. That was the first time uh, watching – NXT UK, I came away from a a show just like, wow, that was horrible. And at least defend the ending. And that was just, I don't know. That was the first time they've ever really did that when it comes to reviewing NXT UK. So I agree with your point uh, when you're comparing it to (laughs) 2.0. This is
0: where (laughs) you're thinking. You you get the 2.0 guys coming over, and then you get the kind of rumors about the tapings, and then you actually get a show like this, and you're thinking, hang on, there's... You know, they're there's saying, yeah, um, it, yeah, is, is, is a change. You know, You don't know what it is, but there's something. But again, Something's coming. We're still focused. On August 11th. It's time for a new champion. You see, because we've still got this tournament that yeah. I'm I'm tying myself to, like it means <laughs> something. Goddamn right. Me. Um, yeah, the first round matches: Oliver Carter versus Charlie Dempsey. And Carter was one step ahead of his tormentors as he attacked all three while opposing during their entrance. Um, fight through immense pain in his injured knee, Carter struggled his way out of submission hole, rolled up Dempsey for the free count, uh, and managed to go through to the next round. Um, again, this was no surprise. You know, it's only so matches you can have, in, yeah. matches you can have in wrestling. And as this match going, go, I know what's going to happen. Carter's going to get the surprise win, but Dempsey wrestles the way. Regal son should. (laughs) You know, like, if if it ever was. So vicious. Yeah, it's it's the equivalent of stone cold son coming out and stunning people drinking beer. Like, this is exactly (laughs) who I thought Dempsey would be.
1: I agree. Uh, And you make a good point now that I think about it, but I still honestly was shocked because I thought at the end, I thought Carter would come close to getting the, the shot victory, but Dempsey would still make him tap in the end or something. But uh, this is well done, though, man. And that finish, I really – I did enjoy it, the way it was executed and, like, all the leverage he had on the roll-up. You know, it was just perfect. It was the best way to do it. Uh, Carter has bested d again and again, like, at this point. <laughs> at this point, man, d for Mille, like, it's one guy. <laughs> it's really tough to uh, – to- I uh, think, think about <laughs> the big things that you have coming forward when you can't take down one guy. Well, trick, this is great though.
0: Carter had great resilience. So. Well, trick Williams needs to teach these guys. You know, there's only one of me. There's two of you, and you're the worst team ever. Like <laughs> you don't, The whole point about having a two man advantage inside is that you're meant to win, but you don't. Um, but again, this was this was good stuff, and Dempsey. Kind of win loss record and not coming near gold might mean a call up soon, but again that doesn't matter now. But uh, <laughs> we saw the women aren't with Davenport, Alexander, Mel, and Ayla Dawn all backstage screaming after last week's main event. I will tell you what, Paul says, Scarlett, his eyes were popping at this point. Um he then was busy <laughs> because not only did he have the women to deal with, he then asked Tyler Bate not to interfere in Trent's seven match tonight. Bates said he'll never mm-hmm. do something like that, but he will get under seven skin by becoming the new NXT UK champion. And then mm-hmm. fear Hale versus eliza Alexander. And uh Hale showed some medical school spirit in the early goings uh managed their arm drag take over, pitch a perfect drop kick, and they wicked back over to the jaw. But Alexander nevertheless showed why she is the smasher, uh, mm-hmm. by a nasty camel clutch for claiming victory by clobbing her with running knee to the face, maybe mm. strengthening her case against Mika Satamora. But credit to Harold to stepping up to the smasher. Uh but I like she even sold her knee at the end of this, which I thought Fucking hell, she's quite good.
1: Yeah, I agree. You know, uh, she's really good. And Like you said, the Bruiser is just a perfect name. Uh, I, I love it. She's tough and just absolutely uh, a physical. Marvel in the ring from so far. And I, I, I want. I'm really just excited to see more when it comes to uh, her. And this was a good, good, good win. You know, I, obviously she. Uh, wants to be a contender for uh, Mako's title, so I, I didn't have a problem with her picking up the victory. It was pretty much uh the way I was supposed to go. I won't lie, kinda of felt like filler because of how uh, unestablished maybe hell is in this situation. But I thought she showed a little bit of heart you know look, you know, didn't look too bad. So uh this was not bad at all to me. Uh solid
0: stuff from both. Well Nina Samuels crashed in an interview segment with a male. Male well, said she would beat whoever it took to get an NXT women's championship shot whether it's Dave Punk, Dawn, Alexander, or Nina Samuels, but go on, Nina. Talk about guts or delusion. Nina has it in abundance. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, dear. And then we see Andre Chase give a lecture backstage. Eddie Dennis interrupted with this new kind of high school teacher gimmick <laughs> that he's got now. A bit different from Symbiosis, I suppose. Uh... Chase said, if you want to be a good teacher, teach this guy, pointing at Saxon Huxley. (laughs) Uh, Of course, the maths and head ex head teacher Eddie Dennis versus his American Doppelganger. I don't know if you ever noticed Eddie Dennis and RJ Chase do look pretty similar. Um, But the (laughs) segment itself popped me. What didn't excite me was TMM versus Sam Gradwell. Yes, non tournament. Um, Rahat Raja was ejected from ringside. Again, useless. What is the point? It's <laughs> useless. <laughs> it's useless. Thank you. <laughs> like, it's just, he only got 3 1 account attacks, but they keep getting caught. Uh, Gradwell took advantage right by <laughs> clocking his phone with a knee brace to the face and a slam for the win. You know, I Sam wins. This. Sam wins. But the only one worse with Sam win loss record is probably Tierman. Uh, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> God damn it, man. Yeah, it, it felt a little bit about a book
1: at time. But I did think it was it was hilarious to me because it was almost immediately after Roger was removed, DMs get dropped. You know, he very well dropped him that fast. And the, the, the knee brace, smart. I loved it. I I popped for that too. I agree with you, man. Just just useless. Like I don't know what the hell the vignettes had me thinking. Cause I definitely thought D me. <laughs> would be, you know, more of a threat than this. But good for Sam, though. Good for Sam with the, to get Honestly, a
0: victory. here. Yeah. But... <laughs> well, hopefully it gives them purpose, you know, being the gatekeeper of NXT UK, but not much, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Um, Scala congratulate Mark Coffey on winning the Heritage Cup. Dar Noam Dar rented the office and demanded a rematch. Scala said he would try and make it happen, but Monty Dar wants his baby back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not mad. And no, no shot this time. either. just,
0: Aww. just
1: dark, you know, I uh, love it.
0: Well, ma- exactly. Well, the main event round for the NXT UK title, Wolfgang versus Trent seven. And Trent pulled out every dirty trick in a book during his match against Wolfgang. Mm. But in <laughs> the chance of you sold out, the done did everything he could to maintain his distance. Uh, the early goes and mocked fans with classic mustache mountain pose <laughs> Uh, Wolfgang over well seven with a double axe, a thunderous scoop slam, and a diving elbow. Seven raises his knees in Wolfgang's back to count of swanton. Jordan with a right hand and planted him with a decisive burning hammer. Mm. Uh, and it was seven will go now to face Carter in the semi finals. Uh, I will say Ket seven is my pick because I hope they can complete the set for British strong style. Little did I know. What do you What do you think of this match, though?
1: <laughs> Wolfie man, like he, Wolfie man, he impressed me. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I was tripping, but I don't know why. The last few times I got to get a chance to see Wolfie one on one, I was re- genuinely enjoying it. Uh, maybe it was because who was working with or whatever. But uh, Seven here, like you said, did everything he could uh, to try to take advantage of Wolf and just get get his chance, and then with the Nice one-time bomb that I really wasn't even expecting Wilson to pull out to the knees, uh, getting the knees up and then you know hitting the burning hammer. Uh, I, I liked the finish. I liked how it was executed. Uh, this match was fantastic, man. The man, uh it was uh, another. I thought uh, it was another display of what the character of the new Trent Seven or the real Trent Seven, I think, is what he's been saying. Uh, what that type of match uh, was and what it is and. Uh I think him winning was the right move because obviously whether uh Seven was in the finals or not, um, uh, a clash with Bate is what we all want anyway.
0: So uh but yeah, I, I like this. Well the interesting thing we mentioned it with Owen and Zane earlier about the color physique and what they look like. And if anybody you know who doesn't watch NXT UK sees Trent Seven and Wolfgang gonna have yeah. a match, you're thinking What these guys gonna do? And like you said, the action was fantastic. These two guys (laughs) have been there since the very beginning. They met in the original 2017 tournament as well for the NXT UK Championship. Um, So you know, Wolfgang was actually my pick for that tournament. But let's not go too back. (laughs) Let's (laughs) not go too far back. Um, (laughs) It's weird how you remember things. But then the bombshell, and we're going to talk about it right now, and it's not a rumor. So, what happened this week? Well, W announced on Thursday that the NXT UK brand will uh, end and uh, it will open up a new creation of NXT Europe. Uh, Well, they said UK is going to go hiatus, which we all know what that means. Uh, And the final event (laughs) will be Wells Collide, which is going to take place on September 4th. Um, which will have NXT and NXT UK superstars facing off each other. That will explain the ending of Heatwave, which we'll talk uh, at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, again, there's going to be lots of points. You might have to stop me because I'm going to just ramble on. But one of the things that fucking annoys me is that we're coming up to Clash at the Castle. I don't know if I've mentioned it before. 30 years since the last UK Stadium event. And we we'll do, you know, not even if this, if this event was in the UK... But we have only two weeks away now. Like the ticket sale and everything like this. It would have been a perfect send-off for NXUK UK to be at like the O2 mm-hmm. with 20,000 fans there kind of cheering them on. Um, they said the reason they're going to do this is they felt it was time to expand beyond the UK uh, and obviously moving into Europe. So um, so first off, we do all that. So LX UK... Monty, you and I have been following it, well, for a while now. Of course, I've forced you in some ways, but I know you enjoy it deep down. <laughs> uh, the move from NXT UK to NXT Europe, it took us all by shock. Um, and we were kind of discussing as well, like kind of what this means for NXT Europe and yeah. maybe what the future holds. You know, so it's interesting times. What were your first thoughts when you saw this? Because obviously... We both fought with each other, but you know I was just about to say, yeah. <laughs> uh, my fiance told me, and I was like, "Holy shit!
1: Let me. Let, I, gotta, I gotta contact James. I got I questions. Like, really? This is." And then I honestly, I I heard about it, but like uh, the entire list, and we probably will get into it in a minute. But uh, I I'm still until to, really until today that I hear the entire full list because I actually was a little bit like heartbroken myself, because you, you're right, you forced me into this, but I did come to love a lot of the uh, the stuff that I was watching, a lot of the characters, and a lot of the uh, work, I talk about it all the time, just how how, how much I love the way everything made sense, and just the logic in the storytelling when it came to NXT UK, and the focus on the action, the hair just go. I just had a lot of questions, I'm like, is the hair just got, cup done now, or would that go to Europe with it, or like like uh, it's just in general. Like, what's the difference between? I know I understand like the location, but like, will this be similar in style? Like, or like, what's gonna what's gonna happen? What's gonna be this new incarnation? And then if it is gonna be a new incarnation, uh, with all the massive releases and stuff, it's just I I like I said, I just ended up with more questions. But at the, end, at the same time, I was very very hurt because I was really coming to coming into really enjoying NFC UK, even if it was I guess. Nowhere near his former glory uh, or like where it was when the crowds were there or like when they were able to do, you know, takeovers and all that. And I agree 100 percent. The timing of this, man, like I, I was really uh, once I heard it, I was like, man, they couldn't have done anything uh, at Clash, like whatever or something or like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it would have been nice. But yeah, man, it, it sucked. it really sucks. Once it sunk in with this mix, if you see what I was trying to say.
0: Well, that, and the thing is, the, the annoying thing about it as well is, well, I said the, the pandemic kind of ruined a lot of things, there's no doubt. But over the UK, right. you know, they were selling out shows, you know, going to the Royal Ratt Hall and the to move into Europe, you know, and do events in Paris in Germany, Italy, you know, elsewhere, think of really nice capitals, you know, and mm-hmm. try and expand that. With, of course, Vultu at the champion at that moment in time was a perfect gateway into Europe. And that all stopped. Right. And again, people are saying NXT UK. You know, hang around for, for you know, we were waiting for this day. You know, all joking aside, and all kind of you know, seriousness, is like people go, "Why, mm-hmm. why have Bray Wyatt been released you know, in to UK? Talent's still there. Why has this wrestler been released? You know, and and these guys are still there. Mm-hmm. And and like we said, we we heard it was going to go from UK to Europe, which again is another question because. Like we talk about, you know, 205 Live or the original NXT, NXT UK will come to an end. And then it will be our decision if we kind of follow NXT Europe. Because if it's saying completely different, it might be, you know, like I said, more shows even. NXT UK with an mm-hmm. hour, the way it has been, has been perfect to try and catch up on. Uh, what we have been missing right. is the bi-monthly shows. Obviously, they want to work with more Mm -hmm. European wrestlers, which is understandable. But again, to talk about what then happened after, whilst NXT UK was going to debut or premiere even on the network, uh, we had 23 performers from NXT UK be released. and, And man... They were doing it back-to-back back on Twitter. I mean, I was following his story as it was going on, and it was mm-hmm. fucking heartbreaking. Now, again, we've made jokes about talent, you know, or, or someone like Saxon Huxley, mm-hmm. you know, where we go, oh, Saxon Huxley, yeah. wild boar. Primate. Like, primate. symbiosis, I think, yeah. in general, yeah. Which, again, you know, but then we're, we're going to read off this list, man, like we talk about. It's fucked up. Like Saxon Huxley, Eddie Dennis. Now, Eddie Dennis was on the fucking heart radio in the U.K., Two weeks ago, we actually liked and retweeted a tweet. Uh, so did Matt So, did, this is why it's fucked up. Is that we were interacting with him just a couple of weeks ago? He was talking about wanting to be on the show. And then they released him. You know, the Welsh guy coming up to the Welsh event. The same. Oh, my goodness. The same with Mark Andrews. Yeah, you know, Mark Andrews, yeah. Welsh. Who, how many times have I said he deserves a, kind of a lot more? Uh, Amel, yes. the French hope. We talked about how much she's got going for her. Uh, Tierman, you know, again looked like he was going to be a, a ready-made actor next to UK. Uh, Tyson T-Bone, maybe not surprised. Jack Styles, Ashton Smith. How much did it mean to him? Injured when man when he got that, and injured as well. Taken away. Uh, oh. Sid, Sid Scala, See, uh, yeah. Rohan Raja. Uh, Danny Luna, Emilia McKenzie, Miko's, um, yeah. uh, Amy Jordan, Amy Jordan had to say it was him under the mask, because they yes, weren't be finishing was up so that storyline. Um, I
1: was mad, I was like, I, I knew, I understood it, but like, damn, like, I wanted that to pay off. We, we had, got robbed
0: of it. We had the bomber Dave Mastiff getting released as well. Yeah. Um Flash Morgan Webster officially coming up uh, to an end. Uh, and then, again, I, I, I'm getting a lump in my throat actually talking about the kind of guys I that are going to be released. But like, the, f- the three that really fucking hit home for me, um, obviously, as we talk about, is uh, Trent Seven, who's probably doing the best mm-hmm. character work at this moment in time. Charles Samuels, who's got himself in tremendous shape um, from NXT UK. <laughs> and, and the worst one. It's my man, Sam Gradwell. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's just, uh, you know, and it's, it's it. people say to me, "Well, come on now." But it's it, I'm not one of those. It's, it's a lot of people go, "Oh, to UK talent been released." We feel sorry, but when there's an actual connection, when you've seen these guys kind of starting off, you know, in little places like Sittingbourne or whether it is around Kent locally to me then getting a chance for yeah. NXT. And then the thing that fucking annoys me, if, if, it, if it failed in itself, you know, but I think these guys have still had so much to give and that roster had so much more to give and wasn't given the proper chance. I think yeah. that's what gets me more. But is there any names on that list? I mean, because like I said, all the names for me are surprising. But is there anybody that maybe you thought that like, they've just dropped the ball there? Um, and and again, it's, a it's tough.
1: Uh, immediately a male came to mind only because they said it's NXT Europe, and I'm like, okay, French Hope, what the hell is mm. it like, like why, like she's you, literally the French Hope. You you're great if you got to do NXT Europe. What 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 what's the reasoning behind you know getting rid of us? And uh, and I, I immediately was on the men because when I saw Shaw, I was like, what? And I was like, oh, Lord, please know him. But I haven't heard anything about that. So uh, maybe he'll be a part of the Europe thing. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was just uh, all of this was a lot. Too. And like you mentioned, Mark Andrews, uh, one, a guy who, before I was even watching NXT UK full time, I had, I had the, the pleasure of getting a chance to watch him do his thing a couple times. Him and Flash Morgan Webster, for that matter, uh, even though he was pretty much already out of the door. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, and did you, I don't know if you mentioned was, was Kenny Williams, really, because I think I saw he was gone too, but yes, uh, Kenny, I don't know Kenny how Williams. To, yeah, yeah the so I, I was into the scum of the earth stuff, and I'm like, that couldn't work, I felt like that could work on NXT, hell, it, with the right commitment to it, which he seems to have, that would be a great main roster gimmick, this, the scum of the earth work he was doing, so that's out of the door. So it, 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 it was a lot of them,
0: honestly. And also, that I was
1: just like, this sucks.
0: So, I just mentioned uh, Nina Samuels as well, along with Yes. That I yes.
1: Fucking... We, 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 we toot her horn all the time. And that sucked too, seeing that. It was just like, really, the, all the commitment and all. Like you mentioned, they didn't believe it. And I think, even, like, for example, the, the black and gold brand switching, we didn't want it to happen. It sucked. It was horrible but at least you had the fact that they were going head to head with AEW and they didn't they probably didn't perform well at least you had excuses or at least a, a reasoning behind it that you would just have to deal with that that makes sense but like you mentioned NXT UK still was not only building but just to, just like like we just mentioned in the last review I remember talking about again that you know uh you know we we'll, we'll see about the future but I like where they at, so I agree with you. We, we we talk about it all the time that we genuinely enjoy watching these run of NXT UK episodes. So to see so many people that we've been watching, even if it's been in the shadows from the from the perspective of the entire wrestling world, a lot of the people who I saw on social media Thursday having a lot to say, and who were hurt, a lot. Of, it was a lot of fans also who watched NXT UK who were just as hurt. Uh, when they had the man, I, I it just sucked. I saw Amelia McKenzie posting a lot of memories, pretty much mostly the whole women's roster, and uh, and thinking about all the people who were, who were gone. Now I was just like, damn, like it just really, really sucked. Cause, like we said, it was just potential all the way down the line, and uh, it, it sucked Cause I mentioned in the I mentioned in the past that NXT UK was kind of over, over off to itself in the shadows, and maybe that's how come they was avoiding all of these. But I think me and you, deep down, we already kind of felt that it was always a chance that if they, if some, if some people were going to be cut again, we're going to be a mess again. NXT UK will not continue to avoid that. So it really, really sucked that the that it, it finally reached them because I I agree with you, the work and the amount of effort that they put into all the stuff that they were doing, storytelling wise, wrestling wise. No matter if it was thirteen people watching or you know, uh, 3,000 people. It was still top-notch stuff. So it, this makes my heart heavy to see all these people, uh, you know, off and jobless. But, you know, uh, I am. I do have high hope that some of them, uh, and probably most of them, can land on their feet because we talked about this, uh, you know, a lot. And, you know, I don't necessarily know about the British wrestling scene itself, but there's plenty of opportunities for great workers around the world to make money. So... Hopefully, uh, in the coming, you know, after these releases, we'll get to see them uh, continue to apply their trade around the world going forward. And that's that's basically, basically the best way I can look at it, you know, right now.
0: Yeah, I think the thing is, is that to be able to have the pleasure to kind of view it, and especially, like, you know, to get you on board of it, because it's all well and good to oh, I like NXT UK. But when you have a sort of, a sort of outsider come in and go, do you know what, James, you're not actually full of shit. This is actually quite good. The character work and the kind of the way that the women's division there is probably the greatest, you know, one of the greatest women's divisions of all time. never going to see the potential. Uh, And and again, it's interesting the thing. It's Triple H he's doing. You know, if this was under Vincent Mann, it would be, fuck Vincent Mann, you know, what's he doing? And now it's Triple H and they're kind of going, oh yeah, well, you know, we'll see what Europe's about. And there's no doubt, you know, these guys have been released might get a chance, you know, in NXT Europe or something like this. But it'll be interesting to see. There are some NXT UK stars still under contract. Of course, yep. NXT UK champion Tyler Bate. Want more than that in a little bit. NXT UK women's champion Mika Santamora. Heritage Cup uh, yeah. champion Mark Coffey. We've got Joe Coffey, Wolfgang, Noam Dar, Isla Dorn... Elia uh, Dragunov, Charlie Dempsey, Rampage Brown, Oliver Carter, oh, Elia yeah. James, Eva Valkyrie, Ginny, and Stevie Turner. Now, now is not to make Ooh. a joke of people's livelihood nope. and stuff like that. So I'm just going to leave it there. Uh, and like I said, the next episode will be, oh, sorry, the end of NXT UK, which is even weird to say. But like you said, I suppose I've been waiting for it. You know, every month when you think this could be the month, this could be the last kind of NXT UK. And, um, and weirdly enough, next month will be the last NXT UK. <laughs> like, not to be due to present, yeah. but uh, we'll have a look at it and, of course, do a goodbye NXT UK. <laughs> Excuse me, but like I said, literally two weeks before they go to Wales. It's crazy. Um, We've got the last episode of NXT UK to watch. It's so weird, August 18th, watching it. On the day, it all changed, you know, but, (coughs) excuse me, we have a job to do, so let's enjoy these final episodes, Joe Coffey versus Mark Andrews, NXT UK title Match, do you know St. Monty, this was the first ever match on NXT television, Uh, Joe Coffey versus Mark Andrews, very first match we ever saw, and one of the last ones, but I'll try, (laughs) I'll try not to dwell on it, um. (laughs) subculture member did his best to take advantage of his speed against the Iron King, hitting their middle rope, Hurricane and leaping into the air with a ring apron to dive his boots into his opponent's chest. Coffee Low, who twice challenged for the NCUK title, recovered to blast Andrews with a belly-to-belly overhead suplex and decisive. All the best for the Bells, but you could tell these guys have worked with each other many a time.
1: Yes, yes you can. Uh, I came into this expecting fun and, uh, and it was that it was with the contrasting styles, of course, of Mark uh, Andrews using his speed and then uh, Coffee using his strength and uh, uh, and I think overall, though, I think as the match went on, Coffee kind of overwhelmed him with that strength and of course that flurry towards the end there. And uh, you know, I thought Coffee advancing was uh, was good. This whole match was uh, was was a fun start to the episode. And uh, even though I think Mark Andrews. Do deserve more. I don't think any of us, either one of us expected him to get the victory over uh, Big Joe. And uh, honestly, after this match, it made me, uh, you know, think about it. It was just like I. It was very, very unfortunate that by the time I watched this, I already knew the term because Coffee. I don't have. I would not have had a problem if he found finally, finally got over that hump because he had, uh, you know, him versus Bron Baker just visually making me think uh, would be fun. But, honestly, I'm definitely not complaining with the result. We'll get to that more. But, uh, yeah, man, this is cool.
0: Yeah. We'll I'd have, I'd be talking about Mandrews as well. His match versus Pete Dunne will always be my favorite matches in the next UK uh, a few years back. Nina Samuels versus Amel up next. And Samuels nearly backed up her bluster when she trapped Amel on the ropes and targeted her spine. But the French hope fired back. Some menacing reverse elbows and a bulldog. Moments later, Rommel delivered a punishing big boot, followed by the Hope Breaker to earn uh, the victory. Um two huge talents here, and and like we said, unfortunately, looking for work elsewhere.
1: Man, yeah, I I don't know, man. Honestly, with both of their work, I honestly don't think they should be looking too long. Uh, you know, but who knows, honestly. And you know, I, I really don't I don't know, man. I just think I like with the video package they showed for Bill and, re- and the way she was picking up a little bit of steam. I just thought uh, that the potential was always there, and we, we, being you both, love what Nina been, has uh, been doing. As a matter of fact, we love it so much that I don't think I didn't even know until they mentioned it on commentary that she has not won <laughs> since <laughs> last year. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, uh, knowing the result and seeing her name on that list, uh, and seeing both of these names, it just made me feel like they both deserve better. But this was a strong performance for a male, uh, you know, as she was climbing the contender ranks.
0: So uh, this was a positive. But, yeah. I mean, the thing with Nina, she had the crowd with her as well. So there's right? a connection she had with that character. And it's a shame, like you said, the character won't be seen by kind of like a wilder audience because it there was nothing like it. You know, uh, yeah. this is what I'm trying to think. There like you said, character.
1: probably the most delusional person I've ever <laughs> <laughs> like, just in her entire oh, like just in her, she's in a, her own world all the time. Yeah,
0: it's just you know, it's brilliant. Um, yeah. we see Oliver Carter asked about his injured knee. Trent Seven came up and gloated about Carter's leg being bandaged and <laughs> braced. And Carter said last time in the ring he made them ex champions. Seven admitted that and he said it was a pivotal moment for his career. And he said the real Trent Seven, he would break Carter's leg. Ear dragon. Him- Ia e. Dragunov cut a pre-take promo. He said he was curious where his take his place, but always pointed out it was his place. Dragunov said he'd be back and recapture his title. And again, is there a better champion for NXT Europe than Ia e. Dragunov to kind of start off that whole yeah. new wave in the new year? Like, it just seems a bit coincidental that you know to forfeit the championship. Then again, maybe I'm just thinking too much into it. You know, we we never know. Um by the way, he Eddie-
1: gave two great babyface promos
0: <laughs> between this yes. and giving up the yes. belt. Awesome <laughs> stuff. <laughs> he he's trying. He's been told it's like no, it's no point here. We're gonna we're gonna end up eager. no no. Let me let me at least try and add a bit of emotion <laughs> to it. Right. Eddie, Den- Eddie Dennis and Saxon Huxley versus Chase U. But Dennis certainly had his work cut for cut out for him. Uh he had a difficult time simply convincing Huxley to go to his corner at the start of the match. Um but we see Booty Hayward coming to Chase. The partners linked up for the match, ending uh, Fratliner following the loss, Dennis shoved Huxley, Pete poked in the chest, and Huxley responded with a choke slam, powerbomb Then Huxley chest bumped with Hayward and Chase shook the crazy competitors' hand during <laughs> the celebration. The doppelgangers did clash, but this had a very developmental feel about it.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was one of those type of matches. Uh weird to watch still, because Chase you are the only employed wrestlers here, but uh, yeah, solid TV match, like you mentioned. Uh, developmental feel to it. I'm not gonna lie, even though I do like that finish, and I was very proud. I, li- I like the finish with the tag team, you know, flatliner, fratliner. Uh, I'm into that. But uh, I was proud to hear how over Chase and uh, Chase U is in the UK. I was like, nice to see that he got there over with that crowd and uh, down in Florida. I don't know about uh, how it would work in a you know, a SmackDown arena or whatever, but who knows? You know, uh, crazier stuff has been chanted, uh, as we both know. So, <laughs> uh, but this is fine. To buy, no,
0: this is fine. We're gonna have to buy a few more tickets in the arena to, to get the chase section. But... <laughs> Good <point. laughs> We Good point. saw we saw the video of the upcoming Heritage Cup rematch between Nam da and Mark Coffey. Both men were confident they would pick up the victory. This match uh airs next week which means that we will show it we'll have Nanda Mark Coffee for the Heritage Cup in our final NXT UK update. But no one told these guys it didn't mean anything to him because what a <laughs> fucking video.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Right?
1: I loved it man the back and forth. I loved uh and like knowing Dar's focus and I just like him saying ah right, don't worry about Shaw It's not it was always about me. It has nothing to do with Shaw and you know I like I like you know uh, Mark telling them like yeah I, you know I told you without your corner man you can't beat me so I like I like I love the like challenge of it and he even mentioned that Noam Dawes probably are pretty much the greatest Heritage Cup you know champion in history so uh, honestly uh, going into it I'm thinking like Mark can pull it off but they kind of had me hyped to where I'm like Ooh, I would love you know this this chapter of NXT UK to end off. With no way, I'm reclaiming his trophy, but we'll see what happens. Uh, this is great, though, I agree. Really good stuff.
0: Yeah, really, really good stuff. Uh, Kenny Williams versus Tyler Bate, UK title tourney. Uh, they stormed out the starting blocks of the nasty first round account that had the NX UK universe on the edge of their seats. When the fights filled to ringside, Williams dodges his hard charging phone, roughly chucked him into the ringside barricade, nearly claiming a counter victory. The scum of the earth stayed aggressive by raining down some vicious right hands, addition out a savage shot block to Bates' knees. Bait however, fought for agonized pain to destroy Williams, with seemingly never ending airplanes being attacked him with a Tyler Driver Night Seven to see the date with the Iron King. Um, this, as we know, is Kenny's last match. But these guys in great shape, not even near their prime yet. This is just classic NXUK UK mm-hmm. action.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, uh, like I said, the only shame to it was that I had at that point already saw uh, what was going on uh, when it comes to Heat Wave, but uh, ignoring that, uh, this was this was great. Uh, this is just, it's a shame. I, I, again, I don't want to keep doing that, so I'm kind of glad that, this, that we're at the end here. But it's such a shame that the scum of the earth was gone because I mean, I wrote it down here. I really thought his persona could work uh, in, in 2.0 Europe, whatever whatever they wanted to do. I thought that the way he had that going and his character and the way he works in general, uh, I thought he had so much potential, you know, right up there with Baton, I think this match shows you that this is a good example of why I think he's like, you know in that realm, even if he may not be on base level, because, you know, he's just so good. You shouldn't need me to tell you how good baby is.
0: I know you know.
1: Uh, but this was great, and this was physical and fun.
0: Without a shallow of a doubt, a really, really good way to end NXT UK. And one of the questions is, like, how have you enjoyed LX UK this month? But it's, <laughs> it's completely different, because it's like we know the end is coming, you know? Yeah, I
1: agree. That's that's what it is. I didn't even really write anything. I usually write down some uh, my feelings, but this time I just wanted to kind of just go and definitely off my expression. I think literally, I the way I viewed this bachelor episode, uh, all the way until the Blair and Isla Dunn, you know, switcheroo of the of the Mako Sodomora type of main event. From that moment on, then I was it was obvious that something is different. You know what I mean? Something is ending because it just, that was so weird. And it seems like that one single moment made everything else, you know, it kind of connected the dots into me, to me that this may be the end, Uh, you know, but, and then between the luck of Ilya or even what you're suggesting that maybe the timing of Ilya's uh, injury or whatever, uh, and how that, you know, connecting all of that, this was a very, very chaotic batch of nxt uh episodes and just a chaotic feeling in general surrounding normal we know now but uh i'm down to finish it out strong with you so i know that much that's all. the best we can do man just try to finish out the review strong no, and fine. see whatever else is coming next when it comes to europe but uh oh, man, well, i'm man. really interested in what you think because i know this is this is like the equivalent of new japan to me had an announcement that, you know, everything was, you know what I mean? And yeah. I, I would be that amount of hurt, you know, the same amount of hurt. So, like, uh, I really am interested in what you thought, especially knowing everything we know now.
0: Well, this is the thing. it's, it's it, it was a shock. But then again, we kind of knew it, you know. We have been speaking about NXUK for a while. And it, it doesn't matter, you know, it sounds like, oh, James likes it. So, they will continue it. <laughs> forever, <laughs> you know, this is the objective the <laughs> <interesting laughs> thing point. where... But, again, it's the, it's the talent involved. It wasn't the roster's fault. It wasn't like the roster were, you know, self-serving or worried about own egos. You talk mm-hmm. about kind of, you know, AEW at the moment, backstage politics and everything like that. It didn't seem to right. be anything. Right. It, was, it was a whole roster of people working to go to one direction. And it seems even with, like, William Regal or Ray Ripley or Dakota Kai or anybody a Pete Dunn, of course, you know, the big part of it. But anybody that's even kind of been there realised how important it was to their careers. And I think NXT UK, when we look back on years to come, hopefully the talent that have come through, you know, Volta and, and like I said, with Dunn, hopefully Tyler Bate uh, and everybody else can stand yeah. the, the you know the test of time I, I don't want it to feel like an experiment like 205 live you know when it was a cruise like, oh let's try the uk guys i think if the pandemic hadn't happened then we're looking at something completely different right now and the expansion True. to europe might have happened but Triple H had to do saying the, the, for for nx uk to be trending in the you know the week, the only time it's trending is when all the wrestling released. Then I think they're therein lies the yeah. issue. So if it is a bigger connection between NXT Europe and NXT as it was, or, or however they do it, uh, but it'd be interesting to see. But you know, it's it's just weird to think that it's going to be an hour less of TV each week. But it was probably the hour. I look forward to the most, you know, in a kind of really kind of sad right. way about it. You know, it's like, and with the talent involved, let's just hope they can find success elsewhere. But this moment and this time that we all had together, even with the talents on Twitter and it just kind of being class acts and the way they interact is, yeah, it's a sad time. And it is it is massive to think, yeah we were there looking at the first show, reviewing it, and now we're you know a month out for cut couple, couple of weeks away even from the show but hopefully the legacy lives on you know and and this is the thing and but it is tough <laughs> it's tough it's i know it's friendly, mm-hmm. but it's that personal connection and someone said on twitter as well was like well, all you marks and all you people on podcasts who say NXT UK is a great show, we just bitch at the moment now that, you know, you won't have it, you won't be able to say it's good. But we've still, you know, I've still got impact for that. So <laughs> there's always another company <laughs> where no one's watching where yeah, it's yeah. great wrestling. And it's, and it's similar it's between an impact mm-hmm. in NXT UK as well. But um, it's just a shame it, you know, like I said, if, if, if Wells Collide... Was at the O2 sold out arena, comp- and again I don't know where it's going to be uh, compared to maybe the right. Performance Center or NXT UK, given a little bit more respect and time for the past couple of years. You know, it's it's an interesting right. thing, but um, it is a shame. And like I said, with all the talent involved. I think the main thing I can say for all the talent, any wrestler. That performed even the kind of referees the crew and the staff and, and everybody else thank you you know because um, it is an end of an era weirdly enough so yeah well perfect way to cap it off perfect way to cap it off Let's try and uh, let's try and pick ourselves up now <laughs> as we move on.
1: Look at, now, look at what you're using to pick yourself up <laughs>
0: 2.0. <laughs> we oh, should have done goodness. this the other way around. We should have. We should have made <laughs> it on this. I'm not. Yeah. I don't want to do this. Right. So we're fine. Fine. Um, no, we're going to get on to 2.0. Come on. We've got this to do. We've got Heat Wave as well. Uh, so, we start with July 26th. Zoe so Stark, showing appreciation to the fans for accepting her back after injury. Cora Jade interrupted, followed by Toxic Attraction. Stark challenged Mandy Rose to a title match, but instead, Gigi Jolan agreed to fight her later, and she lost. The um, segment was pointless. Grayson Waller beat Wesley. Apollo Crews beat Zion Quinn. Um, after the Dolan Stark match, Cora Jade attacked Stark, but Roxanne Perez returned to send her running, announcing the Rose would face Stark at Heatwave. Uh, Sarai confront the NXT Women's Champion. A match between them. No Sarai, it was Miko, not Mandy. That's that's where it <laughs> went wrong. Uh he <laughs> then see. You're confused. that's what happened. Perez then announced alongside the Blaze, uh, she was relinquishing the NXT women's tag team championship and a fatal four way next week. We're crowned the new title holders. Blaze, I mean, come on, you know, if anybody knows about throwing title belts and bins, it is Alanda <laughs> Blaze. Uh JD He wrote
1: the book. Yeah and appeared in
0: the crowd where he gave health tips to fans. He was then greeted at everybody at ringside, finally called out Brom Baker, the NXT Champion Challenge JD, to a match at Heatwave before headbutting him. Giovanni Vinci beat Andre Chase. Nathan Frazier returned after. Indy Hartwell beat Arena Grace. And the main event, the Giangelo family defeated Diamond Mind. Um, It wasn't a bad episode, but it was building towards Heatwave, you know?
1: Yeah, it said every. It was yeah, exactly. That's all. It was the building blocks for everything, uh, going into Heat Wave. It, it pretty much set everything in motion that's going to happen. And uh, yeah, man, uh, I think uh, from that night that stuck, the match that stuck out the most to me, believe it or not, of course, is Andre Chase and Vinci. By the way, we I don't think we even have to praise him because we 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 liked him when he was Fabian, but you know just he's incredible and i i thought that anyway but i I'm, I'm really glad that the spotlight is all on him too now hopefully that that continues to happen and i thought andrew uh, andrew andrew Trace finally got a chance to show that he can actually have a competitive match and not just have a you know his spot and then lose uh co- convincingly but other than that yeah like you said this show did a great job of uh building things going forward
0: I'm looking forward to the, our updates in a couple of months when they're like 20 minutes long. And people go, <laughs> where were the two-hour shows compared? <laughs> we just 2.04 <laughs> 2. <laughs> <laughs> episode, bang, 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 bang. Just 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is nothing yeah. to look forward to now on NXT. Uh, <laughs> no, no, there might be. August 2nd, we start the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship photo four-way elimination match. Lisa Leon and Valentina Feroz versus Ivy Nile and Tayden Paxi versus Toxic Traction versus Caden and Katana. Uh, Leon and Ferroz were the first team eliminated, followed by Nub Tayden. Uh, finally, Katana Chance and Caden Cart avoided familiar disaster by taking out Gigi Dolan and pinning J C Jane after a four fifty splash net breaker. Yes, your new NXT tag team champions it is. Uh, Of course, Caden and Katana. But I was annoyed because they didn't do this in your house. And it cost me a point. So you should have done it at the proper time. Should have been fine. Um, Fine by Leon and Perez in this one. And Toxic may be the best team in WB. Teamwork seamless. Uh, What do you think of this match? Yeah,
1: man. I thought this was pretty good. This was uh, the great moment that if you've been watching especially NXT over the last few years a uh, great moment for Chance and Carter man you know uh, they've been a, a good team or and for a while before the tag belts even existed really like the only people who were consistently a team uh so I definitely thought they were the most deserving team in this match uh unless you were going to make TA three time champions for some reason which wouldn't have made sense to me uh, but uh, I thought every team in this match show uh, had moments to shine, or even if it was wasn't that long. And in uh, and the fact that Carter and you know Chance got a chance to <laughs> got a chance, <laughs> got a uh, uh, the fact that they got a chance to pin Ta in this situation, you know, finally get someone to pin them made it feel even better because uh, we know the stranglehold that Ta Ta has had on those belts. So. Yeah, man, uh, this was good stuff from all the ladies involved, and I was very happy for a Chance and Carter.
0: Yeah, and you could tell what it meant to him as well, which is uh, really, really good to see. And then we said, Kamala Hayes said, the first man to make to the ring would get an XC North American Championship shot. Uh, Giovanni Vinci came his way to waltz to ringside, but Nathan skipped past. But uh, the A champion won the <laughs> match. with it. Dive and scissor kick. Um, I mean,. <laughs> weirdly enough i was talking about the joe gacy promo before which was highlighted by the crowd singing to mellow happy birthday uh and we've heard this a few times that the crowd <laughs> will just go fuck this interview let's talk about this but um the show of speed between hayes and uh yes. um, fraser i mean i could watch 20 minutes of that you know
1: Oh, I'm glad you said that because I, I wrote down that I left this match morning more because I know if they if they were given, like, 20 minutes, this would have been even – like, it would have been even better, man. It was quick, but still somehow uh, intense with the – like you said, the great athleticism, uh, you know, it was a sprint, honestly, but still fun. And, uh, and of course, the ending. Uh, and then I think involving Gio with the belt. Along with Nathan, is only making uh, my case for the North American title being the most interesting thing on NXT by far. Mm. A continued truth because I think <laughs> it really is uh, the, the consistently the best uh, spot of the night for the most part. Whenever uh, Melo is involved with someone, and uh, Frazier was no exception. I think me and you both know uh, that for what Frazier can do, and man, I, we'll get the Axiom later, but how lucky is Axiom take the Frazier?
0: Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll leave it there. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> it is true. Right? That you're thinking, look, well, they're going to do that to Axiom, and then you're like, wow, lucky you got out. we us see Wade Barrett facil- uh, facilitated even, difficult for me to say, Uh, the Heatwave Summit. The JD again talked to Brom Brake, question. if he was afraid. After demanding the NXT champions sign a match contract first, the Irish ace cut himself and signed it with his own blood. I mean, it's the old doctor gimmick for JD. And I don't know about you, but it looked like it really fucking hurt him because his hand was shaking. <laughs> 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 no, I'm fine. I'm fine.
1: <laughs> I agree 100%. Like, I know that. I know he is, as soon as the camera went off, or well, as soon as he backstage, he's like, holy man, that hurt like hell. It's like, it's it like looked it. like it, but... Oh Jesus! You know, whatever. Jesus. <laughs> Besides the fact that it was completely unnecessary, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and the crowd
0: didn't know what to do with that. Even did they? They're game. All right, great.
1: All right, All right whatever. <laughs>
0: yeah, cool. Uh, I mean, a video highlighting JD would not go amiss. You know, just to tell us what his motivations are, rather than just being a yeah. weird kinky man who just wants well, like <laughs> <your> muscles. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I yeah. Well, I like yeah. that. Um, I
1: was thinking, I was like, well, they're trying to make him come off as, like, kind of sadistic, right? But still, it's like, it'd be nice if you explained that going into up, it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Just a little heads up, you know? Uh, Mandy Rose beats Sarai. Arthur tries to use his steel chair on the World of the Sun. Bit of a callback to the previous view, Yeah. But Zoe Stark sent her running. Duke Hudson interrupted Axiom's interview. Broad rim in the ring. <laughs> Uh, planted with spinning side slam. Axiom demanded the match. The big man accepted, and of course, uh, Hudson got rolled <laughs> up. Um, the jury's out here for Axiom and for Hudson. Yeah, you just, I agree. Week in, week out, it's just a fucking different, isn't it? You know? Um, NXC Championship match, taking t- titles online. Creed Brothers versus Giangio Family. Thanks for returning Santos Escobar. The Creeds retain. It is great to see Santos. Uh, there was a really weird suplex that <laughs> Julius took as well in this match where I weren't sure yeah. what was going on. Gacy beat Brooks Jensen. I dislike both. Alba Fire <laughs> hopefully put an end to Lash Legend. Um, I mean, she called her spots right on the camera, and you can see her tell Lash <laughs> to move now. You actually say move. Move. <laughs> it's. it's, 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 it's Time. it's not even is, I, wrote,
1: it. <laughs> I wrote down I love Alba but can we get this over with okay that's it that's all I'm defend, uh, cause I agree it's just yeah yeah man oh man lashes I, I, just green that's the only thing we can say <laughs> just, uh, whatever let's just, <laughs> yeah, I, just hopefully that's it Hopefully.
0: The only thing would help if they have to like socially distance and wear masks in the ring, because then you'll be able to do that without. <laughs> yeah, kind of just talking all the time. Uh, and then the main event falls count anywhere. Von Wagner, Solo, uh. Sapoa. Von Wagner attempt to keep this match in the ring as long as possible. However, Solo pushed him out the arena to deal more damage. <laughs> Finally, two battle back in the ring where the street champion splashes the big man through the announce table. Um, to get the win. And i tell you something, we've mentioned this in the past. I think this feud has actually helped both of these guys out in a weird way. And I didn't mind this at all.
1: Yeah, and I don't disagree with it because this is the first Von Wagner match I, I did not skip completely. <laughs> um, So, you know, that's a step up for me. This was a war, I have to say that. But I do, I am pitied. I'm sorry. I did write down Von Wagner was on my screen for way too long. But they went all out. I did right. At least they went all out. This was cool. So I, they went all out. I cannot, I would never, you know, down someone who went through a match like that, you know, for my entertainment. So much as I don't like watching Von Wagner, I have to tilt my invisible cap.
0: Well, the thing is, like you said, <laughs> I could accuse Von Wagner of killing NXT UK, but I rose <laughs> above it. You see, I <laughs> rise right above That's it. Right. Um, and again, I love like little things like the WWE dumpster playing a part again, going, Hello <laughs> <laughs> How many yeah. times. It's like the guy In that,
1: that very put... cursed parking lot. <laughs> <line, laughs> but the guy
0: that put the WWE <laughs> sticker on it. He going people laughed when I did back and paying off now. Um <laughs> NXT bookend <laughs> did quite well, really. Solo did not hold back with that chair. Um August 9th, we start with a weird opener, Nikita Lyons beating Keanu James. And then we had (laughs) Wesley versus Trick Willie in a rounds match. Or, as you and I confidently, you know, we were a bit cocky when people were going, what's this rounds match? Well, actually, I think you're fine. (laughs) It's a a Heritage Cup. We have, please, you know. Um, The first round was like boxing. Uh Lee had his opponent trapped in the ropes just as time expired. The second round, Mallow grabbed Lee's leg to set up Trick Boot for the first pinfall. Lee got a pinfall in the fourth round with a crucifix. Trick was followed by a cheap shot his opponent with right hands. Um, one round was pitcher in pitcher, which means I didn't get to see it because as soon as they say that, we just get an advert. Uh, hopefully it was good. But Wesley K punched Williams and got the pin, after the A champion bragged about beating Nathan Fraser, Vinci interrupted to challenge the champ. And, of course, the standard brawl broke out. What do you think of the America's attempt? I'm actually classing as one of us, Monty. How is that? The Americans' attempt <laughs> at Heritage Cup rules.
1: I put my honorary Brit hat on. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I didn't mind it. The round that you missed, if I remember it right, uh he, I think that's when he got hit with the kick, but I don't know if you've seen it or not. He got hit with a kick after being, after Wesley was distracted by Melo, and, uh, uh, and Trick kicked his head clean off, man. I watched it on the network, so I was lucky enough to actually get a chance to see it. Uh, so I think that's what happened in the round that you missed, because I believe that's the round right before uh, Wesley knocked him out, but I could be misremembering. But either way it goes, uh, as someone who boxes from time to time, no boxing technique at all to start this match. <laughs> oh, but it was still fun to watch uh, them, you know, do their best rendition and also listen to Vic. Make sure to remind us this is not boxing. <laughs> this is a rounds match. Uh, it was creative, though. You know, that's one thing I will say about their, this uh, take on the Heritage Cup match. It was creative with completely doing, doing completely different styles, you know, wrestling in one round. Uh, you know, going back to, you know, doing the tricks, Cause I think at one point uh trick, we had a loaded glove or whatever. So like, I, I do think it was creative the way they did it. And then even with the knockout punch towards the end uh, for, for Wesley and for him to get that, get some payback finally after pretty much being bullied for a while now was uh. this ended up being a really good time for me. So I didn't mind it. I don't know if I would put it on the level of some of those very, very competitive heritage cup matches that I enjoy. Uh, I've enjoyed over the last few months or so, but uh I didn't I didn't mind it. I thought this was a creative take on the concept.
0: Yeah, I think we're out of that well we get uh Arian Grace beating Fear Hale. This was bad. Apollo Cruz beat Roger Strong. Her mannerisms are great, by the way.
1: Might not be the wrestling, but she her facial expression. I'm talking about uh Santino's daughter, Ariana. Yeah. That's cool. Go
0: ahead. Don't don't ruin it. (laughs) The only reason she's on NXT television because she's Santino's daughter. I mean, we're trying to build up. You know, I'm trying.
1: Give her a break. You got you can't you can't kill her immediately. Like we don't. I don't even know how many matches she's ever had. Give it a shot. Come on, man.
0: Okay. Right. Well, (laughs) well, ourangels beat Fear Hall. She tried. Bet it was bad. Apollo <laughs> Cruz beat Roger Strong. That was good. You see the difference in the time of mind. Look at look at what you compare. My <laughs> mind. Hell and
1: Mariana got like one match combined. You compare them to Roger
0: Strong and Cruz. Look, had, that's all I'm saying. Like, but that's fair. That's fair. They Go needed ahead. time. They needed time for Tony D and Santos to sit down for what feels like the. Two hundredth time. A billion like times. Like... In four months. Yeah, like, how many how many dates? They they are in a relationship. Like, face- <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's more than eight, ten dates now. They owe each other. Um but they have agreed that it's a street fight, uh and Santos lost. He would have to leave NXT, but Legado would be free if he won. Pretty Deadly beat Edra Sanofi and Malik uh, Blade. Yes, boy. Lash Legend is now the associate. No, boy. And then the main event... Oh, so- I
1: thought you would have liked it.
0: <laughs> I was, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, this is a combination James with <laughs> It just makes all the sense in the world, doesn't it? You know, like you think about... It's pretty deadly. Models like, yeah, someone who likes basketball to team with them makes all the <laughs> uh, sense. Height, I guess. Oh, is it guess.
1: height? That's what I they know, have in
0: common. Yeah, bit. height. Let's go with height. In the <laughs> main event, Zoe Stark versus Cora Jade. Uh, Jade debate throughout the match. She used a metal pipe she bought with her to injure Zoe Stark. But Roxanne Perez grabbed her weapon, so to speak. Jade distracted Stark, caught her with a belly-to-belly GTS to win the show. Ended with Perez running off Jade. While well, Stark laid out Rose with a belly to back G and stood tall with the AC Women's Championship, almost guaranteeing she wouldn't walk away with a belt a week later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> again, everything was fine if she did that, you know. Like...
1: Just picked it up.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. Ah, but what can we do? Uh, and then we move on. Like we said, how quickly we've got through it. August 16th. It's NXT Heatwave. And the show begins with Paul Heyman narrating the, right the video package a he card. Heyman's voice over the intro uh, of obviously fitting since he oversaw several Heatwave supercars in ECW during the late 90s. Uh, we then started with the NXT North American Championship, Kamala Hayes with Chip Williams versus Gianna and Vinci. Hayes found himself outmatched by the speed and power of Vinci, but Trick saved the A champion after Vinci powerbomb trick, Melo reversed another powerbomb temp into the head scissors takedown for free. Um, well, we knew this was going to be good, and it was. Yeah,
1: two of the best athletes in the world, man, just doing what they do. I was excited that this was even booked because I kind of, you know, expected, you know, a really great match. And that's exactly what they did. Incredible stuff from both. Uh, you know Vinci is very physical and they're both athletic geniuses and just smooth you know other than a few rough spots and less trick if you like you, if you take out maybe the trick finish or whatever with trick Williams involved this probably could have been a perfect opener but uh, this is still really really good
0: yeah meadow is a gift that keeps on giving but I think tricks <laughs> interfering is wearing a little bit thin again yeah, can't be as useless exactly. as the familiar but it's just the baby face, I know Vinci's not a face, but the face looks like an idiot if he shows up not realising it's going to be it, right. Yeah.
1: Right, exactly. It was just kind of like with toxic attraction too. Whenever Mandy has them managing or vice versa, it, it was like, okay, come on, girl. Yeah. Someone has to understand that you need
0: backup. Yeah, <laughs> about that. And then we see Julius Cree call out Roger Strong. But again, he said he watched a video. What the fuck was he talking about? Like, it's <laughs> like, like a yeah. finger point no. and a what? <laughs> The
1: week before that, I, when they when they showed the little clip and they were in the film room, I reminded it myself like three times. What is he looking at? Like, I'm like, seriously, what is he looking at? Like, I saw the hand pat on the mat, yeah. but I still – I wouldn't have connected that to Roger Strong either. Like, but he had me – he made me thinking Roger Strong was justified. Like, what the hell are you looking
0: at? <laughs> you know, and even, like, Brutus is like, hey – I quite like Ron You sure? (laughs) Yeah. I saw this. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I got your
1: back. Like, what
0: is this? I don't understand. But before anything could happen with a diamond mine, Gallus. So thankful for this, by the way. Gallus hit the ring now. The NXT UK trio laid out. Everyone, including Strong, and stood tall over the NXT Champions. There was a moment that like maybe Strong was pulling the strings, and then Wolfie let Mark and Joe right. know that there was a man left over. Um, of course, this happened two days before Black Thursday, as we're going to call it. So there's a lot of maybe confusion at the time. Obviously, by the end of the week, it made mm-hmm. sense. But one of these things, and I think you even mentioned it earlier the coffees have got a bit of size. You know, they're not. The kind of but yeah. like, like Dave Mastiff, dwarf <laughs> size, <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> big boys, man, some big boys. Yeah. They stood up nicely, you know, with the creeds, and then also, uh, you know, having that go on. I just, I don't know about you. I don't know if you realized it, but I honestly, I popped when Galen Cat showed out and laid them all out. Not just because I was happy to see them, but. <laughs> Because he proves to me that Apollo Crews can see the future. I have no clue why or how, but he can see the future. He literally saw it a week before, all of them laid out. He was a little confused because no one else was there. But here we go, a week later. So we have it. It's canon now. Apollo Cruz can see the future. He should be unbeatable, by the way.
0: I didn't even mention Apollo Cruz's superpower. I can't believe you're right. You're right. That's excellent callback. He really, really did. Uh, we'll move on to Cora Jade versus Roxanne Perez. Uh, Perez fought hard but found herself handicapped by her own morals. Perez could not use a black kendo stick against Cora Jade. Ugh. Jade turned it around and ddt her to win. I guess the ref just turned uh, a blind eye to it. Um, <laughs> yes. And I thought also it was nice for Roxanne to rock a referee's outfit this is where you're going to tell me she's like Timmy White's daughter. <laughs> we didn't know the new Scott Armstrong's granddaughter.
1: <laughs> I have no clue what the gear was. I have nothing for you. It was not. It was colorful, I guess. You know, different looking, but. Uh, it was funny when she had her when she was doing her backstage interview before the match, it, the the way it looked, it almost threw me off. I was like, is she really about to wrestling? Because it didn't look like years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then I saw the entire uh, get up. But, you know, uh, I think this match was at its best when it felt like the grudge match it was meant to be. Uh, and uh, so I didn't have a problem with the fire that Roxy showed. And I thought Corey J, you know, although I do think she needs to improve her heel work, uh, I don't know how long she's been working heel. I know she's young so it'll probably get better with time but you know i thought she did a good job here in this case and uh i thought the more dilemma while while even though it made sense i could swear i, I don't know james maybe i'm wrong i've seen this feeling this finish a million times kind of cliche at this point babyface has never learned that doing the right thing <laughs> never works out in that situation uh, it reminded me of Bayley, except, uh, you know, it, you know, kind of reminded me of Bayley a few years ago with Alexa Bliss not wanting to use the Kendo Stick. At least this was uh, supposed to not be a, a no-disqualification match unlike that match. So, either way it goes, this, this was uh, fine. But, yeah, that finish, eh, not not my favorite, but uh, it, it continues this because I'm pretty sure we'll probably get a stipulation match to blow this off down the line probably.
0: Yeah, it's has a smell of like street fight all over it, if you know what I mean. So like do Definitely the then that and then we see Gallus challenging Brooks and Jensen backstage to a title match for the next UK championship. back. Uh, looks like upset. <laughs> but I tell you St. Monty and again I don't want to hark on about the next UK, but again, spoilers for the end of this, maybe I should save it for the end of it. But like if Bait is champion, if uh, you know, who was the first UK champ, if Gallus can mm-hmm. win, who are the longest reigning UK tag team champions. Right. And then if uh, Dar can get the job done on Mark, meaning that he's, you know, we will have the greatest Heritage Cup champion of all get his time cup ending. Back. Right. Will have the very first and very last UK champ and the longest reigning tag team champions to all wrap it up in a nice bow, you know, rather than having. I agree.
1: I think that's the way to go, man. Honestly,
0: I can't, I can't like, when you put it Jackson. that way. I can't have Brooks and Jensen as the last champs.
1: No they way. Can't. There's no way they should go in the to live representing NXT UK, right? <laughs> no.
0: no I again, I don't so, mind yeah. a unification Maybe we're match. Wrong. Unification, Gallus that's versus... That's what I'm thinking, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: The Creeds and Gallus, unification. That, I think that's probably where we're heading. Yeah. That's probably the most likely outcome. And I'm, I'm wondering, though, do you see, like, is it like... Would they go Heritage Cup winner versus, like, North American? Would it be mellow and Noel? I'm down for that. Oh, I'll take it.
0: In a rounds match.
1: Heritage Cup rules. <laughs> yes. yes exactly. That's what I'm saying. Heritage Cup rules. That's why I'm mad that Shaw's gone, because Shaw oh, and Triumph tri- 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 like, and were the favorite. Corner me. Corner me. Come on, man. Damn it. Like, they- it, sign him back just for that idea. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. please.
0: you right, uh, right, whatever. Don't.
1: Whatever. But we can fantasy book worlds collide, you know, later.
0: So... <laughs> <Well, laughs> Apollo Cruz wishes Bron Baker luck ahead of his title match. Before leaving, looks at the NXT Championship belt. Breaker notices he does, but he's happy Cruz didn't do any of his superhero shit to see what Breaker does. got fuck it, don't touch me, don't fucking touch me. <laughs> I don't know what you like. Um, Tony D with stacks versus Santos Escobar in an all or nothing street fight, and the old mask for the entrance, and what an entrance it was. Um And also, another thing about Santos that I love, he waits till he gets to the ring to take his entrance attire off. I'm just I'm <laughs> saying it's just simple but effective. Uh, Tony D, every trick he can manage, with caring little about taking out members of Legado. However, Santos went for his brass knuckles. Le Don laid him out with a crowbar. I should actually go to explain it a little bit more because it was all all right moment. Uh, crowbar one side of the ring, Grass yeah. knuckles, the other, both men in the middle realizing they have to reach <laughs> for the weapon. And, and then as I call it, <laughs> this is going to date me, uh, the no way out 2000. And I think one finish between triple H and Austin, where yeah. the hill hits him, but they falls on top. of the Lands on top. I'm sure yeah. there's more recent version of that, but I'm old. Uh, and just like that, <laughs> the Don got the victory. Um, Goodbye, Santos. I mean, this is... I mean, what do you think of the match? And, again, what do you think of Santos's NXT run?
1: Yeah, man, the match... Seeing that this was a street fight, I wasn't... I believe it or not, I wasn't really... I I told myself, I wrote down, I shouldn't be surprised by this result. But, man, uh, I thought this was a great way to cap off... Uh, I, I didn't say a great feud, but this is a great way to cap off this lengthy feud. It was, it had its ups and downs because of that length, but I do think it had some high points, uh, you know, probably more than low points, but the finish, like you mentioned, that that dr- the drama of it all and the race and it coming, it, it being so close, coming down to who hit who first. Well done. I uh, love the callback, like you said, with Triple H and Austin. It's just a nice spot. It's just well executed, and even though I do hate that this, this is the end of uh, Legado Del Fantasma as we know it, and uh, you know now they'll probably you know the rest of his crew will be part of the family from now on. Uh, Santos, he uh, to talk about this run, the cruiserweight title run, probably the most relevant, especially if you got a chance to watch the cruise his cruiserweight title. If you watch NXT, he he made the cruiserweight title relevant again for a while before, you know, it was a it was it was discontinued and all or you know, uh joint with the North American title. Uh whether he was a heel and he was a heel most of the run, but I think towards the end here, as you saw, he definitely could get over as a cool baby face because of, like you said, the way he carries himself, the 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 dedication to the character work. Honestly, I started to get behind him, which I when but well, I started to get behind him really good when I could tell when I started to notice how much pride played a factor into his character. Like there's one thing uh, that we know about Santos Escobar in this feud, he even mentioned it in one of the many dates with uh, Tony D. He is a very prideful man and standing up for his legacy, his his, his wrestling name, uh, his father's name, his you know his entire family and having his life familiar, the, like I said, his presence. He was an incredible character, even if I think, he could have did bigger things. He could have been world champion, honestly. I believe we, me and you both probably can agree that he could have been a great choice for NXT world champion. But I do think him not winning uh, the title, he was allowed to help others alone in the North American title picture, in the Cruiserweight title picture. Cameron Grimes, uh, you know, Carmelo Hayes, a lot of stuff he was doing before he got involved with Tony D. Uh, he was able to help people along the way. Wow. Because I think for a while now we can all see that him, he and maybe even uh, with Legato with behind him, I think we all can see that that probably can work on the main roster if given the time to fester. But especially now without Vince being back there, because he is a smaller guy, that's pretty much my only apprehension is that maybe he would get typecasted into the cruiserweight or to the mid-card. But now the sky can be the limit because he can talk, he has the, a great presentation, and if he's going to be, you know – uh, Legato del Fantasma's version of Santos Escobar that we come to know on the main roster it may not be completely the same, but if you give off that same like star power at you know attribute, because I think kind of like we mentioned this with Swerve in the past, Swerve gave off star, but I think Escobar was right there also with uh, the potential to be a star. So I see big things for uh, Escobar, uh, no matter where he lands. Hopefully, it's on Raw or SmackDown, though, going forward. And I can't wait to see what he could possibly do down
0: the line. Well, it's weird. Just don't tell him hit row on SmackDown because it will start all over again. Like, like... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but like you said with Santos, it's it's a fantastic run, you know. And, and I compared him when he first joined, like someone like Andrade, you know, who wasn't around NXT as long as Santos was, yeah. when, was given more title opportunities. You know, so even the NXT champion, you know. And I just think Santos right. could have, like we talk about as well with the cruiserweights, you know, going from a junior heavy or a cruiserweight up to a right. heavyweight contender. I would have been quite happy cruiserweight to North America, NXT champion, because like you said, the cra- I don't think there's anybody else. You know, when we look at uh, superstars on 2.0, I don't think there was more loved then Santos, and I'm even putting like Cameron Grimes in there. Yeah. I think the way Legado, and it was like natural. It wasn't forced down our throats. It was just, they performed mm-hmm. every week. And like I said, with Santos, with his facials, even in this matchup, you know, the look when, right. um, you know, uh, he sees uh, the members getting taken out of ringside, you know, and he starts kind of losing his shit. It's just, like I said, right. an story, Ted, and it's said, excellent storytelling. It's it's weird. Do you think the wait and debut him with Legado, or do you think they'll give him like a couple of matches by himself, or you know which way do you think they might do it? I'm hoping he gets on the main uh, roster. Like, <laughs> I'm yeah, I agree. <laughs>
1: like... Yeah, yeah, we're we're both. I think that has to be right. That has to yeah. be the end, end goal here because I don't I don't see a reason to get rid of him from NXT if you do not have those aspirations to get him on the main roster. I think we're probably more likely to get him. Uh, probably alone at first because it seemed like they they want to keep the rest of legado down uh you know honestly i think maybe outside of Electra, even though her character work her presence is fine i just as far as in the ring she definitely needs to be in nxt but other than that the the, you know del toro and uh, joaquin i think would be a great fit with along with him to give him uh, you know, that presence that we all kind of fell for. I, I wouldn't mind it, especially if he's going to be continuing his, his legacy. Or they could just go with the stereotypical route they tend to go with a lot of Aladdin greats and just throw them in a few with Ray Mysterio randomly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Have them attack Ray or something. Him from behind. Out of nowhere. Yeah, but- and it, it'll be great matches, but, you know, that's probably something we'll see down the line maybe. But I probably see him alone uh, instead of with the crew, but I would love it. If they would, you know, debut him with
0: Legato. Yeah, the only thing about this match as well that maybe could have had a little saying again, I like the finish, but if Lopez had helped um, Tony D get the win. Yeah. You know, and Tony D. Because right. The way they've been interacting recently, even with Tony D kind of liking Electra and, oh, she's good at part of the group, and then being like, oh, yeah, you know. But again, you don't want to split them up if you ever on the main roster. Speaking of splitting up and putting back together, Indy Hartwell was backstage when she's given artwork from Dexter Loomis, uh, but Blair Davenport uh, snatches the artwork and rips it up, and she declares she will be the next NXT Women's Champion. I thought you were going to be the next NXT UK Women's fucking champion. Uh, again, Whoa. Davenport, it would. it's difficult. It's like, you know, there's some Talented women, but you know, is Dazzleport mm-hmm. the right one to put in this position right now? You know, is what again? We don't know what the end game is, do we?
1: No, we don't specifically. Uh, off that injury, because I think we both mentioned that she seemed like she needed to get some some, you know, some more reps under her belt after doing something, you know, like that to her. Uh, you know, I think was it her ankle or knee, but either way, it go after that injury. Uh, so I, I definitely understand that, but I do think uh, because of her working in other areas and because she is a veteran that, you know, I think seeing her and maybe even more of those NXT UK faces would only help this women's division. Because we talk about it, it's really a steep drop off after, like, you know what I mean? The main mm. uh, suspects of the women's division that we know about. Like, yeah, we see we, they're starting to show more and more faces sparingly off and on, like the you know, like uh, like we mentioned, Arjan. We mentioned, uh, you know, uh, uh, James. We know we know how they feel about Nikita. Lyon. so they do have other people that they're focusing on. But I do think me and you both agree that Blair, uh, I love maybe some of these other characters that we that we've started to see in the women's division. I told you already how I feel about Jenny. Hell, they don't even got to break up to NXT. Mm-hmm. She can go straight to the main roster. Jenny, Jenny's ready, if, in my in my opinion, but. Uh, I don't mind this though because I feel like in this women's division, and I'm just begging for somebody to take the belt off Mandy Rose. So I don't I wouldn't mind it if it was Blair. But honestly, uh, I, I would, you know, I want I want us to lean more on Alba Fire too. I think she she she's been here. She's another person that can be uh, leaned on a little bit more going forward towards Mandy Rose's title. So uh, it's it's a lot, but I did love this segment. It was not it was shocking. But it was still, I thought, well executed. Even the Loomis thing with Indy, I love that they even thought to do that because, you know, he's been, you know, doing a while, doing his, you know, his thing on the main roster now. So even doing that, I thought was kind of cool. But, yeah, I, I didn't, I don't mind this uh, for, for Blair. We'll see what how they choose to go about it because, honestly, she's still a heel. So I don't know if she'll be challenging Mandy anytime soon unless – She's going to be completely different going forward, but she's targeting Indy, so it leads me to believe she's going to be more of what we were uh, seeing her do in UK. And I guess we'll just have to wait and see how it turns out.
0: It'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, we get a hype video announcing on our next update. It will be Wendy Hsu <laughs> versus Tiffany Straffin in a lights-out match. Little shot AEW there. And then Mandy Rose defended the NXT <laughs> Women's Championship against Zoe Stark, targeting the attack on the knee, including ripping off the brace. will Stark managed to kick out <laughs> the first bicycle knee, becoming the first woman to do so in NXT. Rose put the knee's brace on before twatting Zoe Stark. Um, right. I, th- I thought this was quite a well-worked match. I will have to mention, Monty, that Rose will have obviously have to do something about a top, because Twitter nearly exploded uh, and BT cut out in the UK those scenes of a sexual nature. Uh, What did you think of the match, I will say? Uh, I was about to say, not the scenes. Okay, thank not goodness. Not the scenes, no. Thank goodness.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Mandy, you know, oh, man, now I hate to read my line here, but I said Mandy looked good here, <laughs> especially for her standards. <laughs> But I mean in the ring, guys. She was really good here. At least she seemed to be taking this seriously, uh, you know, especially, like, based on her standards. I thought, like, sometimes she's sometimes she's okay, and I, but, like, I think maybe it's a motivation thing or, may, or maybe, again, it depends on the opponent. But I thought she did a really good job here. And uh, honestly, though, uh, as the match went on and all that, uh, and, uh, like you said, Zoe sold her ass off really well. Uh, I was really bummed that she just that she couldn't pull it off because I really thought it was a good opportunity to give us a fresh women's champion. Uh, I thought that uh, would have been a nice job, especially with the comeback story. But like you mentioned, she did perform the challenger kiss of death the week before, so I can't say I was too surprised. And uh, I love I, again, kind of like we Grant well earlier. I love the knee brace idea, man. I love
0: it. But <laughs> well, the thing is as well about Mandy Rose, and we talk about kind of. Next in line, and what's to do. And there's no doubt Mandy Rose has nearly completed this NXT game. But for me, for her to really do that, she'll need to beat the final boss. And
1: I, and I just can't. Uh... <laughs> Man, I'll be so mad. I'm not going to lie. I, I would be genuinely hurt if she be paid. <laughs> it's just like, hey, I'm, hey. by the way, I I, I'm a, I found out I'm a little territorial over the women's division when it comes to NXT. And she was like, bye-bye, page And I was like, oh, don't tell me. She did passed all of these grades <laughs> in days. I was like, please, just don't let her come close to Oscar. I'm so no. happy Oscar's is far away. I'm so happy <laughs> <with> <laughs> her is so far away.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. And then – But, yeah. <laughs> well, that was what I was saying. And then another weird, interesting, I said, another weird, interesting promo. Quincy Elliott proclaimed himself yeah. super deep. Monty, what, what, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> All I have to tell you
1: is, uh, if you ever watch it, if you ever heard it, the only thing I've even seen from NXT level up was a viral video of, I think, this guy twerking by the ring pole, so I, I, that's the only thing I got for you, I have nothing else for you, that's that's all I got, okay,
0: we and mean, we'll, we'll see, yeah, he's even going to be our favourite wrestler of all time, <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> exactly, this could, be, this could go so well, or it could be the worst idea ever, so
0: we have to wait, happens. we're going to see what happens, well, wow, the main event, Of Heatwave, the NXT Championship, Brom Breaker versus Jordan Devlin. I'm still not going to call him McDonough not yet. Uh, Brom Breaker became serious neck pain (laughs) and resilient JD to rise above his challenger. He hit him with two spears and then uh, JD picked himself up and as blood. From his mouth, he let himself just for some. Re- he looked fine on that third time he got up as well. Like he was all right. Uh, <laughs> not, you know, just, like, just spear me. I want to lose for some reason. <laughs> and then the military press power slam to win. And then uh, after it was finished, NXT UK champion. <laughs> what? Tyler Bate, no, no, no. What? We've just started this trophy. We just started this <laughs> tournament. How how can he? We're not. <laughs> Kenny Williams has not even faced him yet. And yet he's walking out. Um, Spoiler alert. The thing is, Vic Joseph is going like, oh, look at Bron and Tyler looking at each other. Well, that's Wells Collide. And it's like, fucking hell, come on. Just, can't you do a little <laughs> bit better than that? Uh, and Bate. Looked as surprised as anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> just go out and play. Okay. <laughs> oh, hi, guys. He was
1: smiling and everything. And I was just like, it? <laughs> Tyler didn't even know. It's like, did they just do this? Like, you understand how confused I was <laughs> when I first saw it. I was like, what the hell? Like, I did not miss this. I, are you telling me that they finished the eight man tournament one night or something? Like, what's going on? I could have swore that he didn't even have his match. He, be- I think he just... Oh, no, yeah, he didn't even have his match. His first round yeah, match. Yet, so through the first round.
0: Uh, and they gave him the title.
1: Really- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he beat Kenny so bad. They was like, oh, oh you
0: can have it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Tell him the fucking bait. I mean, like I said, it's great to see him. A lot of people were like, Huh? And we'd just be like, don't you know who that is? That's Tyler Bate, like, former NXT UK champion. <laughs> He's a really good wrestler. You've not seen him wrestle? Oh, you really should. Um, so what did you think <laughs> of I, – I, what do you think of Devlin's performance? Uh, and what do you think of Bate's chances versus Bray? Uh,
1: see, now – all right. So those are two different <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to get the first one out of the way first. Like, his performance was really good. I really thought this was a good showcase – of uh what he can do. Uh showcase of both guys really. Uh but honestly I will say this too. I may have had his wars with Dragon off on my mind because I definitely was like, he could they they could go up another notch. Right? I know he definitely can, but this was this was nothing bad. Maybe something was missing to me just a little bit. Uh it didn't resonate with me as much. But I honestly still thought the match was a good main event. I didn't have a problem with it. The way it finished was like you mentioned was Uh, Was fine and everything. And even though it kind of was predictable, even though I kind of, I think I came into it hoping for more, maybe I just placed a little bit too much, too high of expectations. Like I said, maybe I was thinking about if Dragon offers his opponent again or something. But this was definitely uh, still a good showcase of what JD uh, or what Jordan Devlin has to offer and what he, uh, you know, uh, even if I think he can go like a step higher. And then as far as Tyler Bates' chances, like, I'm genuinely shocked. I'm, ha- I, you know, happy to see him. I didn't mind it because that result. But I, I was bummed uh, because of where I was at in the tournament. I was like, well, it's funny that you mentioned earlier that you wanted uh, seven to uh, complete it. <laughs> 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 to complete it. Well, I guess you got that wow. spawned a little prematurely for you. Uh, but, you know, other than that, Bates' chances against uh, Braun, that's that. I don't really have the highest hopes. Of uh, Bate winning it, even though he is a fresh champion, and I wouldn't mind it. Uh, would they do that? Would they have Bate standing tall at the end of Worlds Collide? Uh, it, I, I don't know. I just think you're more likely to see Braun Breaker holding both belts and, you know, it being no more NXT UK I uh, when it comes to that. But I don't know. I, I'm hoping I'm wrong because I know what Bate can do, and I know it'll be really, really fun to see the strong boy show it off. Uh, against the NXT champion, but I don't know, I don't have the highest hopes.
0: I will lose a point right now and I will say bait beats breaker. I'm going for it. Even when it happens, you can't turn against me. I mean I remember. You remember? And I'll be like, No, I fucking didn't. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) But I believe (laughs) I believe we need Saint, god damn it. And Tyler Bait winning. We'll be good for everyone. <laughs> um, <but laughs> saying that, though, I'll tell you what was good for Heatwave. Um, I'll be talking about overall in a minute. It got 723,000 viewers, which is up 21% from the previous week and is the highest viewership number since Halloween Havoc in 2021. So it shows, with the big shows, it is working. Mm-hmm. But like you said, for now... The question is, Monty, I mean, what are your thoughts on Heatwave? But what are your thoughts for NXT in these next couple of months? Because there's going to be some huge changes. We've got all this UK talent coming Mm -hmm. in. Will they stick around? Will they actually make an impact? Right. uh, You know, we could be in a completely different place, especially if, like, Breaker and Melo and, um, you know, obviously Santos now are all going to get called up to the main roster. Then there's a chasm filled by UK talent. I didn't
1: finish the most recent episode of SmackDown, but I talked to the We're on there. And uh, we've already seen what, even though I know they're probably in need of bodies when it comes to the tag team title tournament with Zoe Stark and uh, Nikita. So again, you're right. This could be a completely different landscape just in a few months from now. I can see plenty, like well, like we mentioned, I think Cameron Grimes is main roster worthy. But again, we'll see. Would that Will that happen? It's plenty of people. Everybody's been talking about fast-tracking Braun. Everybody's been talking about fast-tracking Solo, maybe. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of stuff. And then when you have all of this new talent uh, coming in and possible talent that could be debuting soon or, you know, whatever. And then you always have the possibility of people like in the Apollo Crews position coming back down to NXT or Mandy Rose. Uh, I think before you I think. Sooner than later, we may get Mandy Rose back on the main roster. You know, I think something like that could happen, especially if she can lo- if she loses it uh, sooner than later. Of course, loses the title, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see exactly. But I think it's t- I think it's an optimistic time, honestly, especially when you talk about the that viewership rating in two and just like how how shocking when they, especially with these new changes to creative uh, on top and uh, you know and just having a lot of. Different things going on. I think it's an exciting time, and maybe going forward, it, depending on the decision that they make, and with the implementation of the NXT UK roster 2.0, might be in some of the maybe in the best shape that we've seen it in. But we'll see. We we'll have to we we'll have to see how long who's here to stay, who's gonna get even less TV time, who's gonna who's gonna get more. So, uh, you know, I can't wait to see how it all shakes out because it's gonna definitely be some big changes, and I'm I'm already excited to see what kind of car we end up with with worlds collide. Because again, I've watched worlds collide in the past, but at, at that time I really was only familiar with the NXT side and I was kind of being introduced to some of the NXT UK guys back in the day. So now looking at it and kind of having an vantage point of the major players on both sides, I'm really invested to see how they uh, give NXT UK its final, you know, swan song, uh, so to speak. So yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm actually kind of optimistic. Hope you know, depending on you know how things shake out, but I think we definitely got more depth in both more divisions now in both divisions now. So that's a positive. So we'll just have to see how things shake out, but I, I think they're in a good spot.
0: Yeah, I think that. And like you said, uh, I can't take credit for it. For someone, someone did say about Wells Collide as well because it's going to happen the same weekend as All Out. And Clash at the Castle, and they said that their hope would be after all these big events that we're talking about NXUK UK stealing the show at Wells Collide, which you know, with the talent involved, right. can can definitely do. And like I said, it's a very interesting time seems to come up. But again, if it was Vincent Mann releasing British talent two weeks before the British pay per view, I think maybe. It would have been you know handled a little bit differently, so I think interesting yeah. times ahead to see kind of where we go but as we know, this is the kind of last kind of well I say last penultimate NXT update featuring UK so not only are we going to see NXT 2.0 change, but obviously our updates will change as well um, <laughs> but that is it like I said've we've, we've, we've got quite deep in this one, Um don't forget. Uh, <laughs> We're across all social media: Twitter at like podcast I'm like DoubleJR. You find the WWR team on the Twitter banner, or Monty Web will find and listen to you. At
1: Mind Monty Pod, Monty with a Y, P O D M I N D M O N T Y P O D. Uh, you know, find me on Twitter. You can, you can click the link in my bio, or you can go on YouTube and type in Mind of Muncie, you can look at my latest clips, my newest episode on uh, me giving a recap of basically my thoughts on the G1 as I uh, saw it will be coming. I'm taking my time with it because I do want to enjoy it myself as a fan, even though I already know the results. It's all good. Uh, Come check it out, though. Uh, Click the link in my bio, go to YouTube, and uh, I appreciate the support
0: all right up and also on facebook and instagram across all google platforms send us an email at double podcast at gmail.com youtube double podcast with all the latest clips podcast got to say to on youtube it's do soundcloud on your phone also spotify and itunes make it down like subscribe rate and review there so that and if you want to hear more of monty talking about the g1 climax well boy have we got it for you because next saturday Excuse me, the entire dubbing our team will be here. Jack C. Gina, <laughs> Monty and myself, as we look at, for the first time ever, the G1 Climax 32. And like I said, there's going to be so much to kind of Whew. dissect and look at. But I, I am I'm really looking forward to it. Especially, like, the news of the you know, as, as one door shuts, they say, another one opens. <laughs> so, with what I'm missing out on NXT UK... Hopefully, New Japan with Zack Sabre Jr. and Will Ospreay can fill mm-hmm. that for me as well, you know? So it should be a good show. I
1: agree. Uh, it's me getting the chance to kind of like what you do here with me. You allow me to get a chance to talk about your baby in NXT UK. Well, this is me opening <laughs> up the door, the forbidden door once again, or, you know, however you want to look at it. And, uh, I, I, you know, I'm just so happy that, not only you, but I get we get Jaxie, we get Gina, we get them all here. Who they all seem to be enjoying everything the G one has to offer. So uh, I'm just happy that I get to share this. Just like you mentioned earlier, it proves to me, oh, okay, I'm not the only one who yeah. thinks this is awesome. So uh, I'm ready to do it.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Well, we will be ready. But until then, I'm James Rowlands. and I was joined by uh, the fantastic uh, mind of Monty and again, Monty. It's always a pleasure, an update, and it's good. It's counselling. I had to do Impact by myself last week. (laughs) I couldn't have done NXT UK by myself this week. I needed that emotional support, so thank you very much.
1: No way, no problem. Anytime,
0: anytime. (laughs) And thanks for listening, everybody, and bye.